Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everyone to another great episode of elder scrolls off the record the gameplay and news podcast from arena to skyrim eso and elder scrolls legends yeah we're roping that in too come here you uh we're a quest gaming network production available for download on itunes stitcher radio youtube and of course our website questgamingnetwork.com today's record date is uh was it tear dust actually no, Middos. It's Middos. It's, mid it's not Morndos. I wrote the notes wrong. We'll have to change that. Right here. Here we go. Write that. Eh. Middos. So easy to change from Morndos to Middos. The 22nd of mid-year. And I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler and pretty crazy about that multiverse, Evarwin! <laughs> <laughs> And of course, the one and only. She's a lady. Well, she's our lady, folks, and you can't have her. The one, the only. I'd go to hell with her if I had a shotgun, only because she'll scare the demons away with one snarl. Liz, Mistress Lebo. Where the hell did you come up with those? What? You <laughs> forgot you were doing intros and forgot to write good ones, huh? No. Oh, that's mean. Oh, 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 oh man, sacked. Burned inside. How you doing, Liz? I'm here. You here? Well, I'm glad you're here. We're in game. We are in game. There's a lot going on. As you can see from the YouTube and maybe the podcast listeners can finally can hear it. We're in game. And it's nice. It's nice having our guildies here. Uh, of course, we're also, uh, Liz and I, we're not alone. We've got our guildies here. And we've also got the one, the only, Chuck Norris of Tamriel. Rob, Rage Philosophy. Hello, Internet. Hello, YouTube. Hello, those listening to the audio version of the podcast. Wish you could have joined us tonight. But we're going to have fun without you anyway. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and There's no fun like spite fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so someone had to be the spiteful jerk. So, I, I guess. I guess someone had to. Um, <laughs> I will be more than happy to fulfill that role. <laughs> um. For this man, forever analyzing the properties of the Skuma Milk Mustache, the one and only Tamrielic historian, Mike. You're doing it wrong if you've got a Skuma Milk Mustache. That's a waste of Skuma. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I don't really know. You, you know all about those properties. Well, Jezodar does. Ah, Jezodar, yes, yes, yes. How you doing, Mike? You ready, ready to do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a challenge that I've sent to all of our guildies 
that uh, they're to go downstairs and keep a tally of uh, killing the uh, the drunkard in the bottom of the Rosie Lion here. It's an honor system unless somebody wants to go down there and observe them. But they have to do it without getting caught. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll head down there and, and take a little look see at this as we uh, as we do the show. So if you know all of a sudden you hear battle music and you know all hell breaks loose in this room, they probably brought the guard the guard back up here. <laughs> uh, that's I, I think we're going to hear it anyway because um, we're we're on the uh, second floor of the Rosie Lion Inn here in Dagger Falls City, and uh, this is this is where a, a quest uh, comes to fruition. So we might we might hear a little a little in the background. And that'll be fun. Um, and of course, the uh, the one and only the king of the QGN cliffhanger, Mark, the sonarist. If, if I have learned anything from literature, such as A Thousand and One Arabian Nights, it's you leave them with a cliffhanger. Leave them wanting more. That way they don't kill you in the time between. <laughs> I guess that works, right? <laughs> I'm still here, aren't I? Sure are. Uh, Mark may be winning the Game of Thrones, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, QG D&D certainly is uh, heating up. And whereas Episode 3 was just released, uh, what did we do? Episode 8 or 9? Nine? 9. 9. Yeah, 9 ends off. And you'll hear that uh, in the in the coming weeks. It ends off on a mighty cliffhanger, that is for sure. Um, <laughs> well, the previous one ends off, number eight ends off on a bomb too. So, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And number seven kept people up all night long. It sure did. Wow, seven, eight, and nine might be uh, one hell of a uh, of a of a trilogy there for QG. Oh yeah, no, this we we've got quite the uh, quite the upcoming. You know, everything up is. Uh, can be quite cool coming up. Uh, I'm currently working on getting a bit of a buffer. Uh, I've got some time in the next week or so, and if if I feel I've got enough of a uh, edited buffer, I, we might actually end up going to um, to weekly releases. Oh boy! Wow, uh, that that would be. Uh, we're we're at the point. Otherwise, in another three months, it's going to be like we're going to be so far ahead. We will be, you know, we will we will have years worth before anyone ever catches up. Like we'll we we'll, we will have stopped playing for years before the final episode is released and i'd rather not have it that far spread out yeah that is actually true we are yeah yeah, yeah I as long see. as we have like a three four episode buffer we're, we should be good well after as of uh next week when we release episode four we're still going to have another six episodes in the can so that's a month and a half that's quite the cushion <laughs> oh yeah so uh, I'm just going to try and get a bit of a buffer of edited episodes, and right. then I'll feel comfortable going to a weekly release. And uh, that's a, that, of course, is, you know, you can get that on our site, um, plus plus everywhere else. Uh, but speaking of Mighty, we'd like to thank our, our Mighty Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for, for sponsoring us, and of course, by our Mighty Corporate Sponsors over at Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com. Great headphones, they'll ship them to you for free. No matter where you live, you get 30% off, and uh, the quality is absolutely outstanding. Um, 30% off your entire order with our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com and by Audible, A U D I B L E, audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network. That's the link you're going to need in order to download a free audiobook today at Audible. And uh, this message here from um, longtime listener. Uh, Kurt Pop and his guild packed to the future on the North American PlayStation 4 realm. 
uh, made a huge, uh, huge support gesture to uh, to the show today. Uh, so huge, huge thanks and shout out to Kurt Pop and his entire guild on the North American PlayStation 4 realm, packed to the future. Uh, they're a growing social guild looking for more Tamrielic travelers of all skills for PvP, dungeons, trials, and other events like uh, Guild, Appreci- uh, guild Appreciation Day. Uh, with in-game and real-world prizes uh, happening on Sunday, July 17th. So, um, big shout-out to Kurt Pop and Pack to the Future. Uh, thank you for all uh, all you've done for the show this week. And um, go check them out, guys. They're, um, they're good folks over there, and uh, they've got good hearts. So, you won't go wrong. If you're part of the PlayStation 4 realm, uh, you won't go wrong uh, signing up for their, for them, uh, for their guild. Also by Stevo33, uh, our five-star iTunes reviewer uh, from from America. Uh, Rob, what are we doing in game today? Well, <clears throat> from the look of things, it appears that we are playing ESO, uh, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I have been wrong before, <laughs> uh, but that is primarily what our our weekend game is going to be. Uh, here, here's our weekend game, an entire episode of it. Um, but our discussion topics, it has been a big week for the world of Tamriel. Uh, our topics include the teased Update 11 Shadows of the Hist DLC. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. Also, a recap of the uh, Bethesda's BE3 showcase. Do you even Elder Scrolls 6, bruh? That <laughs> Todd Howard interview. In case you missed it, uh, we will be playing a clip of that. Also, we have uh, some Tamriel's rumors because we love to talk about possible Elder Scrolls 6 ideas. Plus, we have the crafting table and the rage of the week at a random moment of Rob's not-so-random choosing. Mm. And uh, your emails. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, before we uh, we move on, we've got uh, a bunch of things that we'd quickly like to mention. Uh, Mike, would you take that away for us, please? Okay, but first, we are here in ESO today, hanging out at the Rosie Lion Inn to chew over a few topics. But next week, we have the creative director of ESO, Rich Lambert. He'll be on here to talk with us about One Tamriel announcements and future DLC. Oh, boy. So make sure you join us next week. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, it's great to have. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to um, to bring him in. Uh, it's beholden to his schedule, which um, you know they'll they'll get back to us next week. But um, it seems like so far we're on course uh, for having the creative director of ESO, Rich Lambert, uh, to to talk about some some pretty exciting stuff coming up. Yep. So that is really exciting. You know, tons of questions that yeah, you know, like to ask him. So. Oh yeah. Uh, also, we are giving away two crown packs this week on our YouTube channel. One pack is good for the PlayStation 4 North American server, and the other is good for the PC Mac North American server. How do you get in on these, you ask? Be a subscriber to our YouTube channel and leave a comment on this video below to enter to win. We'll pick from a random subscriber who commented and message you back at the end of your channel with the code. Good luck, everybody. Yep. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, just be a subscriber to our YouTube channel. Make a comment uh, below. Something other than, you know, uh, here's my comment, brah. 
you know, uh, something uh, constructive or or maybe not constructive. I don't know, but something other How about than creative, just like something creative. Yeah, say something, anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all you got to do, really. Just be a subscriber, make a comment, and um, um, we will uh, message you on the back end of your YouTube channel. Um, and send over that uh, PC, Mac, or PlayStation 4 North American code. Make sure in your comment that you leave which one of the two you'd like. Because I know, like, I don't play on the PlayStation 4, so, like, if I were to enter into a contest like this, you know, having the PlayStation 4 code would be do me nothing. So, you know, if you're a PC user and you want the PC code, make sure you put, type in there PC code or PlayStation 4 code, you know, so... Yeah. Or don't care. I'll have either. <laughs> yeah, right. Or uh, if you don't feel like that's that that works for you either, um, you know, when I message you on the back end of your of your channel, um, you know, I'll I'll ask you. Uh, hey, you know, you won. Okay. What would you like? Next one. We are starting a podcast email group. We will email you updates on when we are going to record the live show, and we'll email you the show after we're done recording. Simply send us an email at elderscrollsoffthericord at gmail.com and ask to be entered into the email group. That's so right. Getting a weekly email for the show. Sure thing. Um, Gaming with Gunner uh, in the chat room is asking, where's the Xbox love? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, there's going to be a little Xbox love in the next episode. Don't worry. We've got a, we've got a couple of codes. Uh, this week we're starting off with uh, PC and PlayStation 4. So we'll we'll be coming around to Xbox next week. Don't you worry. And then, don't forget, on Fridays at 10.30, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, uh, there will be another episode of Dancing with Daggers, our Daggerfall Covenant-centered stream on the uh, ESO Tamriel Unlimited. Also, follow the Daggers on Twitter at ESOTR Daggers. That's E-S-O-T-R-D-A-G-G-E-R-S. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Sin the Conductor is asking in the chat room, uh, is this going to be an email link? Uh, so, so again, just, just email us, all right? Um, email us. We're going to put you on an email list here, and we're going to, once a week, remind you, hey, we're recording such and such date. Um, this is for folks that don't really like Twitter or Facebook. Uh, they don't, they're not part of the guild here, so they don't check the guild message of the day. They're, you know, that's what this is for. Just kind of grabbing some of the people that... You know, may not be um, engaged in all the media we're engaged in. So we're going to be letting you know when we when we record, what day, what time, uh, with a link to our our live YouTube channel. And then once we go lo uh, once we're done producing the show, I'm actually going to personally email you uh, the the uh, the show. So um, and then and then we're going to see how it goes. If it's really successful, you know, we'll see what else we can do with it. All right. Um, lots to talk about. We should really get into it, folks. Uh, starting with uh, Update 11 on Shadows of the Hiss DLC. Uh, should we do bumpers? You want to do bumpers? Oh, I don't it's up wanna... to you. You have control of the bumper. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to break my immersion. <laughs> uh, there might be a revolt if you don't have the bumpers because the bumpers are so well loved. I think I think there might be. What do you think, Liz? Let's like let's have Liz make the de uh, decision for us. Sure. Sure. Bumper time. Sure. Bumper time. Excellent. All right. Here you go. Uh, let's 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 do let's do a little bit of this this bumper loving. Coming at you. Discussions.
in their tongue is Dovahkiin. Dragonborn. Bumper loving. I don't know if I said that right. I caught just a little bit of it. I heard it said in his tongue, he's called, and then it cut out again. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's Same something here. going on, but we caught just a little bit this time. <laughs> I mean, at least it's coming through on the uh, on, on the YouTubes, no, so no, that's uh, that, that's what's important. Yeah. How um, how about that guild, guys? Look at look at look at guild ESOTR just hanging out here. We've got Monovan dancing on a table. Not sure if that's her normal thing, but uh, yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, that's and yeah, that's pretty pretty typical. Absolutely. Feels got, like daggers in here. Wow, we got <laughs> forty members online tonight. Oh, we got yeah. Is that Krimi back there? I think that might be Krimi. Not sure. Ah, uh, no, can't be. Can't be. Krimi. Krimi's uh, AD. Oh, you're right. It couldn't be. Well, maybe it's a Krimi lookalike. It's a Krimi clone. I got a clone of uh, of my character. I'm, I'm playing as Paladin Marlowe right now, um, who I've been playing quite a bit of. Uh, but I got a clone right over there on my right. Little, little dude over there, chilling. He's got uh, darker hair than me. I guess he's younger. That's Mark. <laughs> Mark, that's, that's some nonsense, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I, I can't help it if you decided to copy me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is true. Mark was the first to VR14. Mark was the first. Mark was the first oh, yeah. to VR16. <laughs> well, um, I guess we yeah. both have taste in men. Good taste in men, right? <laughs> I wouldn't mind lining the two characters up and making you walk it off like model style. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. It's a walk off. It's a walk off. <laughs> it's a walk off. I own I own blue steel though, Mark. You can't use that. Fine, you can you can have blue steel. <laughs> Magnum. Magnum. Are those condom names? What the hell? No, that's from uh, That's from um Zoolander. Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> the Very best underrated bad movie ever. <laughs> Very underrated, yeah. Alright, so man, Shadows of the Hiss DLC, this thing was uh sort of teased this week um i'll say i mean really just kind of flew under the radar i mean did anyone see anything about this at all like on on twitter or maybe no the... no just whoop, suddenly it's there right we just kind of like exhausted a oh yeah here's the thing yeah okay bye we're just gonna leave <laughs> this right here yeah well pretty much. during uh be3 they did say something about a dungeon pack coming out in the near future yeah. yeah, I didn't realize the near future was you know five days later. Right, and, yeah. and pretty much, later. pretty much, no one knew what the hell that even meant. Like, what we've never heard those words "dungeon pack" before from from Zoss. So I'm thinking, like, what the hell is it? What does that even mean? Like, is that like a pack of icons, or is that going to be like one or two dungeons? Like, I hope it's the dungeons. Yeah, we were talking about that, you know, few, uh, for a few days after BE3. They're like, what? What the hell is an Argonian dungeon pack? Well, I, I actually have a theory on that. My working theory, because again, we know nothing about it, is that um, this might have been dungeons or something that was supposed to go into Merkmire. Because I don't think we've heard about Merkmire for quite some time now. No. And, you know, you're, you're right. And, and maybe after Craglorn, they just found, you know what, the group zones aren't as popular. Instead of doing an entire zone, let's sort of break it up a bit. And they're taking what they did make and making it into this dungeon pack 
as as part of it, and they're going to focus more on the single player zones. Well, for... that's, yeah, that's very true. I mean, you know, when when looking at it, you know, in in retrospect, uh, you know, Craglorn had come out before they made the announcement of uh, you know going by to play and uh, doing uh, you know purchasable DS, uh, DLCs. Um, it's very possible that. You know, Merk Meyer had been because they they did talk about Merk Meyer at one point uh, quite a while ago, and it's it's likely that it started out as yet another adventure zone like Craglorn, but now the the business model has changed and the the interest of what players want is a little bit clearer, uh, and I think that this is probably what they think is the best way to deliver that content. It would also be, yeah, it's going to be a much harder sell to get people to buy to get people to buy a pack when it's like, well, I need at least four of my friend or three of my friends on at the same time in order to do this content. Right. Do you think yeah. it's going to be hard for them to buy a pack when it says Argonian on it? <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's, it's easier than buying a pack that has Argonian on it and requires three other friends yeah. who have the pack. <laughs> Yeah, they they've got a lot of zones that they were working on or are working on. Yeah, and Merkmeyer being one of them that we've heard a number of times. Clockwork City being another one. But a lot of people forget about uh, Quinral and Tenmar from um, uh, the elsewhere area. Those were supposed to come out before um, Craglorn even came out, and uh, they kind of fell by the wayside really fast. So. You know, there's a number of different areas that I know that they're working on, but uh, we're going to have to wait and see what comes out. And I'm ho- really hoping that this is going to be like it slots into Merkmeyer when Merkmeyer comes out. Kind of yeah. like uh, uh, Ma of Lorhaj slots into. Uh, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now. Um, Reapers? Reapers March, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go over the details that we, we do know um, are, are definitely coming with this this Update 11. And I guarantee you uh, there's stuff here to get super excited about. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Okay, console folks, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One guys, listen up. Text chat for consoles is coming in Update 11 for you. I will say that again. Text chat for consoles is coming for update 11. Finally, you guys are finally getting that text chat that you that you desperately need. It's it's really a huge achievement. Um, it's wonderful that Zoss is doing this. And when I read this, I I I got to admit like I I got up and clapped a little bit at my desk. <laughs> I was really excited for uh, for console folks on that one. Um Two new Argonian-themed dungeons, Cradle of Shadows and Ruins of Matsatun, also known as the Puzzle City, are going to be four-player dungeons available in normal and veteran mode. Hey, that barbershop, guys! That barbershop thing is coming. New hairstyles and premium adornments are coming with that. You will be able to change your race, name, uh, gender as well with token purchases. Uh, so, so that's that's coming right around the corner. Um, PvP is getting a tiny little update. Cyrodiil Town Capture. This actually looks really cool. Right, yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, as one of them is not going to be guarded. One's going to be moderately guarded. And one's going to be heavily guarded. 
whatever that means. I don't know, but um, Zoss is having a, uh, a live stream uh, this Friday, and they're going to they're gonna go into all of that. And, of course, um, we're going to have, hopefully, uh, Rich Lambert next week to go into this and, and far more um, with, with uh, one Tamriel. So we're, we're about to get a tremendous amount of info this week. Um, improved versions of Hellross Citadel, Ethereum Archive, and Dragonstar Arena. Uh, normal and veteran modes that will scale to uh, group size. Increased difficulty, increased rewards, max level item and weapon drops are coming for for those as well. So, thank um, God. Yeah, Hellra, yes. AA, and DSA are finally gonna get some loving. Get a little loving. Yeah, the loving that they really, the loving that they really need, baby. Yeah. So. Because yeah, we ran AA on Sunday as part of the, uh, we're trying to get guild trials going for ESOTR, and uh, we blew through. It took us longer to get a group together than it did to run it twice. Uh, and, uh, you know, everything is uh, VR12-ish uh, drop rate, so CP120. And, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, really needs some love to update it, you know, make it a vet mode, make it a normal mode. Kind of do like they did with uh, Maw and uh, uh, Sanctum Ophidium, so. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Okay. So we had uh, we had someone in the chat room who who came in and said uh, I've never seen anyone play uh, Elder Scrolls online before and it literally looks like World of Warcraft and uh, I had to just kind of throw in uh, a message there saying you know well the reason why it does is because I'm I, I'm using a user interface right now that makes it look like that so <laughs> 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 there's a reason for that <laughs> I have an add on and we'll get into that later guys we'll get into that later. Um, I mean, in you know, in, in, in all all honesty, I mean, uh, you can pretty much say that a lot of MMOs look, you know, air quote, look like World of Warcraft. Uh, this game, if you haven't tried it, I can guarantee you plays completely differently. Yeah, yeah. Tanky, for example, there's there's no comparison. No, there's none whatsoever. No, it's it's so different. It's actually a little annoying, to be honest. I kind of hunger for a little bit of the uh, old style tanking. From, uh, One of the things we were talking about would be nice if uh, there was a, a conal type um, grab that you could use um, for tanking. Because uh, I've been doing a lot of tanking for our little uh, four-man group here, and you know, going around and hitting each and every single character to to get the taunt is, is definitely difficult. It's very annoying, and um, you know the reason behind that is because they want they want you tanking like one or two specific enemies in a, in a fight and everyone else sort of has to hold their own um, yeah. makes the fight yeah. more interesting but I mean you know I don't see that changing <laughs> I don't see I, I, don't, honestly, I, I don't want it to change I like the way tanking works yeah eh. oh you can't say that on a podcast Mark Just you can't like something the way it is <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mark. God. God. Don't you know how it works? Yeah. I, I thought Positivity. You, I thought I you were the hipster here. I, I guess I'm going to have to uh, have to resign now. Yeah. Effective immediately. No. Click. Uh, You're no longer the hipster of our group. Your character's oh, too damn good looking for you to go away. What? Nothing. Uh-huh. 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 U
Mike, you uh, I think you threw in a little a little extra uh, here at the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom of the announcement that they sent out, there was a small paragraph that many people might have overlooked. Uh, so it said, quote, we'll be discussing some of Update 11's additional features at a later date. Uh, that's pretty standard. Including new motifs, new item sets, improved facial effects, the ability to dye your costume. Ah! Record scratch? <laughs> what was the, that? The ability to dye your costume. Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> oh my god! And as always, many changes and improvements to existing content. Watch for additional information on our website and social channels. And get ready to join us on the test server soon. Well then. Some, uh, so that's some, happening. Yeah. Um, costume dyes are coming. Costume dyes. Kind of a mic drop moment there for Liz. What do you think about that? Distracted by all the effects going on in the, <laughs> the game. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That, that little, I'm uh. Look away from my computer as I'm saying it, so it's a little hard to get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> that, um,. That little uh, mini skirt number that you're wearing there, you're going to be able to dye that whatever color you want. Pink! Yeah. This... Pink! God, don't dye that pink. <laughs> Go now that you said that, I'm totally dying it pink. You're gonna look I like... love how she's saying pink and then her character starts flipping the dagger around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. You know, Liz, if you dye that, I mean, that particular outfit, if you dye that particular outfit pink, you're, you're going to look like a, a New York City prostitute from the 80s. And? <laughs> She's good with that. And? You, you say this as though it is a negative thing, sir. Yes. Well, I guess if you like AIDS, you know. Um, remember Pretty Woman? God. Only she was California whore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um... All right, now, now chat room. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong about tanking. I like tanking in the game. It's just I kind of miss the old, the old style of of tanking a little bit. I'll tell you, it's difficult it's to right. go back to playing like a traditional. Well, I hate saying traditional MMO, uh, but like your your typical, uh, you know, massive hot bar of dozens of different abilities. Uh, it, it's difficult to go back to that. Uh, and especially because the combat feels so slow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, the one thing that, that jumped out at me after the ability to dye your costume, uh -huh. and this is something that uh, anybody who was in our little chat there earlier this week, I kind of was flipping out. So if you open up your quest journal and you've completed the uh, the Shalidors thing where you can remember every book you've picked up and everything. Yeah. Um, if you open your quest journal to the area where it says Lore Library, it gives you a list of all of the different books, right? Yeah. That you've come across. And if you've completed to a certain level of crafting, you'll notice that some of your crafting things are in there, like Assassin's League, Thieves Guild. Well, under E is Ebony. And I'm like, Ebony? Like, Ebony. Like, I got glass. I just finished glass. Ebony. So it is. I just want an ivory one so I can do an ebony and ivory parody. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, how the hell? Do, wait, wait a minute. How do, how do I not? I'm a crafter. How do I not know this? Where, how do I get ebony? You know, why am I not collecting ebony? Yep. So Look already listed it. is the um, Dromath Dromathra, ebony, and then um, the, regatta, the regatta style down, down lower. 
that are going to be coming soon. So they're already listed in your quest journal for you to start collecting. They haven't been implemented yet, so those are the three new crafting styles that we'll be hearing more about. Huh. I wonder if Zoss knows about that. I don't know. But I was, I was flipping crazy because I was like, oh my god, how am I not know this? How am I not collecting these already? Let's ask him. Right. Let's, yeah, let's hold that question for, um, for Rich Lambert next week. Um, all right. Also, uh, Japanese uh, integration uh, into the game is coming, uh, or is here, actually. Live uh, this as of, what, today? 622? So just like uh, German and French support that exists in the game, uh, Elder Scrolls Online will now support Japanese players with all text, UI elements, and voiceovers. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> so Which update 11. Hello. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so update 11 is uh, definitely going to be, uh, from just the little bit that we've got here, it looks like it's going to be some some pretty awesome stuff. Um, going over the list once, uh, and then let's go around the room. One thing that 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 uh, you're you're looking forward to, you're excited about. Let's start with Liz. Uh, character changes. Right. Uh, b- barbershop. Barbershop. I don't know. I thought you would have picked the uh, costume dying. Ah. I'm gonna consider <laughs> that all in one. Uh, just because I'm really, uh, I'm really, really angry that I like being a Breton, but I don't like the Breton facial structure just as much as I like the Imperial one. And I'm, je- I'm a jealous sort. I'm a jealous goddess. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about Imperials you, Mike? Really do look. What about you, Mike? What do you got? What's your favorite thing? Mike, you there? Um, oh, okay. So I'm really looking forward to the improvements. Yes. Which one? So I think we're getting a, a little Skype crossover here. Um, yeah, Mike, let me just start over again. What's uh, what's your favorite thing that, that you like in Update 11 so far on this list? So I'm liking the improvements to Hellra, Ethereum Archives, and Dragonstar. What? So uh, looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. Don't forget about that Cyrodiil town capture. Liz, you've been PvPing a lot. That's going to be some fun for you, I imagine. Uh, Rob, what about you? What um, what sort of what sort of things are you interested in here? Rob, you guys, <laughs> what's going on today? Is anyone there? Mark, you there? Liz, badly. Hello. See what happens, folks, when you when you trust in technology. Sometimes, sometimes bad things happen to good people. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, yeah, we're getting a really bad connection. All right. Um. Okay, so I guess what we're gonna do is um, <clears throat> I'm gonna uh, sort of sort of move forward a little bit on this. Uh, guys, if you can hear me, just say so and interrupt me. Oh, I, I, I can. I can hear you now, yeah. Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. All right. We're back. <laughs> right. For a second, Skype was just having a little bit of a stroke. Yeah, I could see that. Jesus. Um, Skype, fix your game. <laughs> yeah, Skype, fix your game. Oh. <laughs> Monovan, Avarwin alone on the podcast. Avarwin off the record. 
<laughs> I mean, I'll do it, See, but I gotta I, know about it. Jesus. <laughs> I knew we should have done this in TeamSpeak. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the audio uh, quality off that is is going to be horrendous. Yeah, and it's because of my soundboard. Uh, it, it echoes everything. So, I mean, I'm gonna. It would be a terrible recording. It wouldn't even work. Um, I think we lost Liz. Rob, what what here do you like? Of update eleven. Yeah. Barbershop, baby. Barbershop, right? Hell yes. I have been waiting for this since, uh, let me see, April of 2014. Mm. Um, basically, I mean, I, I've been looking over this, you know, the description that they gave of it, and I am really, really hoping that what they talk about with, like, okay, new hairstyles and premium adornments. I think that those are going to be purchasable sets, like one-time purchases for your account, much like costumes. Uh, as far as the race change, name change, and gender change, I think those are going to be purchased with tokens, another crown store item. Everything else, I think, is going to be purchasable with in-game gold through their uh, what was it they're calling it now like the, I don't know, Adric Salon or, or whatever, <laughs> but uh, that, that that's my prediction That that is my prediction Adric Salon, huh? Adric Salon I don't know what they're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it and I'm sticking to it Okay um, Alright, looks like uh, Liz dropped dropped from the call uh, I'm going to try and get Liz back on onto the call. Um, and uh, Mark, uh, while I'm doing that, just uh, let everyone know what it is about this that uh, you're looking forward to. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to actually giving the uh, the town captures a bit of a try. But at the same time, I got to admit, I'm looking forward to uh, to the barber shop. Maybe uh, get a couple of inches uh, in height uh, for my character. Um, he was shorter than I thought he was going to be. And uh, maybe make it so that my eyes don't look like uh, I've seen some garb, some uh, <clears throat> crap. <laughs> it's become a bit of a joke that uh, the character's eyes are so wide it looks like he's just staring into nothingness, having seen terrible, terrible things. He's like, <laughs> You're a monster. I've seen some stuff. Yep, <laughs> I've, I've seen things, terrible things. <laughs> um, Liz, you're back. You guys have been talking the entire time. The stream goes off, and I'm like, "Well, I guess everybody's offline. Whatever." Yeah, trying. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a one man band over here, unfortunately, on my side. So I'm trying to keep all this together. Um, but the stream is back up. We've got Liz with us, and hopefully, everyone else can hear us. Yay! Ooh, ooh, maybe with the barbershop, they'll let you dye your hair the same colors that you've unlocked for co costume and clothing dye. <gasps> that would be cool. You know, with the with the costume shop coming, uh, that puts to bed one of the parodies I was gonna do, which was Lady Gaga's poker face was "Can't change my ugly face." It's gonna be de <laughs> <laughs> dedicated to all the orcs out there. Well, you're gonna have to <laughs> wow. Well, well, I, I think the song will still apply for anybody that plays an orc, whether they choose to change to an orc or they I, made one to begin with. You had a really good looking orc. She had a banging butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took me 
took me damn near three hours to make that character. All you did was slide it all the way to the right, don't lie. I'm talking about the face, knucklehead. Oh. Uh, 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 ugly face. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you'd have to put like pencils in your mouth in order to, in the corners of your mouth, to, to sing it the right way, <laughs> so you can mimic the tusks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, are you talking about Lady Gaga? <laughs> no, see, no. So you'd have to let Garwin sing it, so he could sing it in the orc voice. I thought about it, but now that's going to be moot. <laughs> yeah. Lady Gaga, go, Lady Gaga, girl, <laughs> That was good. I like that. that. Good. I like that. That's good. We have to find some other uh, orc parody, Liz. You know, just to um, use that. Oh yeah, fat, fat bottom orcs. Orcs, I think, was one. Fat bottom yep. orcs. I orcs. was just a skinny lad. <laughs> 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 Uh, Mike, you still there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, so Valen linked in chat um, the uh, the ebony um, crafting motif number thirty six and the regatta number twenty eight. I sent him a thing saying where did he find those. He never got back to me, so I'm actually looking to see if they're actually in game right now because no. I have never seen them. Hmm. I thought I had at least the ebony helmet stuff, but okay. I think all he did was come up here and uh let me try this all right no? guys let's move on to the e3 recap okay okay let's see if we can <laughs> yeah moving on moving we'll, on. we'll we'll track that information down in a few minutes uh but yeah i want to get into this e3 recap so <laughs> look there, there was a lot of stuff we 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 posted a lot of things last week um the first of all we we did classic which was amazing the way you said that actually sounded like you were apologizing to a girlfriend or something. Like I said a lot of things. I, 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 I said sorry. some things, and I'm I'm sorry for that. Well, <laughs> things were said, mistakes were made. <laughs> it really sounded like that's what you were doing. Because I was like, oh, I've heard this before. I've heard. <laughs> Not from Varwin. Well, uh, the actually there is a little bit of an apology in my voice because I was actually embarrassed with the audio that that got released from the E3 what? podcast. Why? Because because Twitch sort of screwed us on this. And this is yet again, this is yeah. another reason why I hate freaking Twitch. We could have gone to YouTube to check out the uh the the Bethesda uh E3 showcase. But the problem was is we started on Twitch and there was a huge delay on YouTube versus Twitch. So it was a couple of times, I don't know if you could pick it up, like when the background audio, when people are talking, gets louder, you could tell that there's a difference between what everyone else is watching and what you might be hearing. It happens like two or three times uh, in the beginning. And I, I just decided to go right back over to Twitch. But the problem with Twitch was the audio was so freaking low that it was ridiculous. I had to turn my radio all the way up. And then, of course, we say one thing and it just bangs in your ears. Well, that's the thing. It's it's it was a podcast where in which we were talking and you weren't supposed to hear the other people all the time because it was I mean, it would have been overwhelming. Yeah, it would have. hear us talk about, you know, Beauty and the Beast over these guys. Yeah, no, it would have. But there's there's definitely long moments where we're letting everyone else talk. And it's just really it was really irritating. So, um, 
you know, if it irritated you, dear listener, listening to that in, in the car, you know, I am I am sorry about that. But there really wasn't too much I could have I could have done about that in post production without making everything just far worse. Yeah, it would have been. Bad. Yeah. So um, we want to do an E3 recap, just kind of taking that night, breaking it down into bullet points, and and kind of going over some things. Um, number one. Skyrim Special Edition coming October 28th for PC, Mac, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Holy God, guys. Holy God. Epic stuff. Um, so yeah, this was announced at Bethesda's E3 showcase. The Special Edition includes the uh, game add-ons with all new features like the remastered art and effects, volumetric god rays, dynamic depth of fields, uh, screen space reflections and, and far more. Um, it's going to be free for PC users who purchased all of the DLC, which includes the Legendary Edition on this. So if you bought the Legendary Edition or you bought the base game and all the DLC, you're going to get this for free. And uh, it also includes um, mods for console as well. So if you have a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and you get the Skyrim Special Edition, you'll actually be able to get mods on your console. I think that's awesome. Which is going to be amazing. Right. The only thing I know that, you know, people like um, um, Nexus are already starting this is uh, mod stealing. That they're putting things, measures in place saying, um, you know, who the creator is. Has the creator licensed it out? Have they given permission for other people to, uh, to use it? Because some people are pulling mods directly off of Nexus and Steam and uploading them already for um, uh, Fallout and not giving credit or being blatantly arrogant about the fact that they've stolen the mod and they're putting their name on it as the owner. So. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare for the Bethesda legal team. Yeah. <clears throat> who owns the mods? You know, who uh, is the creator of the mod? Who gets credit for it when it finally does go up? Right. Well, um, speaking of speaking of uh, controversy, there's a, there's a little controversy surrounding the fact that PC users are are getting this um, this uh, special edition for free. <clears throat> Why? Well, people sort of feel like um, I mean, I mean, it's 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 the internet and it's free. I mean, <laughs> of course, there's going to be. <laughs> That's all you need to say, yeah. People yeah. are angry on the internet? No. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, and it's really stupid. It, it really is stupid. Um, as Todd Howard said, you know, if you bought the game, if you bought the DLC, they didn't want you to, to miss out on this special edition, which really all it is at this point is remastered effects. You know, I, I mean, they go into depth with it here. Remastered art and effects, volumetric god rays, dynamic depth of field, um, screen space reflections, more stuff. But, I mean, you're not really getting anything else other than just a really upgraded graphical power. So, if you bought the game already, how, I mean, <laughs> would you spend money on, on it on the same platform again, if that's all it is, like I wouldn't at all. Um, I would. I'm going to buy it for my PlayStation Four, but that's because I've I've literally sat on my couch a couple of times and said, "I wish I had Skyrim for the PS4." <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's that's basically it. 
Uh, so, so there is there. I mean, have any of you guys heard of that at all this week? The people I mean, are bad. Yeah, not too much of it. I mean, I can understand where where the concern comes from. Um, I think what the deal is that you know with with PC, it's it's basically the it's basically the same platform being re released with Xbox and and PlayStation. It's on a completely new platform. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of legal crap in the way as far as Sony and Microsoft are concerned, which probably explains why console players have to purchase it again. Um, PC users are not necessarily bound by that unless you know Steam wanted to be an absolute jerk face about it. Well, also, you basically get the same kind of upgrades that we already see on PC if you do the mods that are for free. Exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of why... I mean, that's kind of why, like, when they made the announcement, I was was surprised that they were doing it. I mean, it had been talked about, but I didn't ever actually think they, okay, they're actually doing it. But, okay, I was wrong. Um... But the, the the thing is, is that was I excited about it? I thought it was cool. I thought it was great that they were doing it for consoles. The fact they're doing it for, for PC and me as a PC user, I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of nice. All right, cool. Is this going to affect the mods that I currently have? Because I don't want to have question. to re-download them all. Yeah. That's you did say question. that it, it was compatible with the mods. Okay, well, yeah. that's that's good because I I, I didn't. Okay, I I I must have missed that part, yeah. but um, I mean, just like the the simple fact, you know, I wasn't all like all super excited about it, but I think it's great that the uh that the other players or that or the console players uh you know can finally get it on that uh or get get it on their their newer generation consoles. Well, it's also that, I mean, the game is, what, five years old now, and, you know, younger players, even though I think five years is a blink of an eye, younger players, that's their entire high school career plus some. Uh, they're going to get older, they're gonna, their tastes are going to change, they're going to be looking at this, quote-unquote, older game and being like, oh, the graphics. Ah. So it is kind of nice for a new generation. I want to mm-hmm. use a pun there with the consoles and everything, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's going to be nice. I could see that more along the lines of 10 years down the line, and then they come out with, you know, really good graphics, and you're like, holy crap, I remember this game. Remember when it looked like this? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and there's there's that's, a lot of people that are... people have the Skywind. Yeah. Right, and a lot of people are saying, like, you know, uh, we, we kind of feel like... I would, they kind of missed the mark on this one. Should have been Skyrim that they were uh, going to release a special edition for. It should at least, at least have been uh, Oblivion, maybe Mar, uh, definitely Marwind, definitely yeah. Marwind. I heard a lot of that, but you know, I mean, I know that it has generated a, a little bit of buzz within our own, uh, you know, Teamspeak community at least. Yeah. That oh well, well maybe they will do Oblivion. Maybe they will do Morrowind. And it's like okay, all right, yeah, we can hope, but. <laughs> if they're going to do one, it probably would be Oblivion because many of the systems from on the back end from Oblivion, I believe, were compatible with some of the stuff from PS, well, PS3, Xbox, but also Skyrim. So it would be a much easier um, 
support theoretically I would on their love part. It. Uh, if they just, I, I would love for them to do Oblivion like that. That would be so amazing because you know they'd add extra, you know, enemies, so you wouldn't go for an hour and a half walking around without seeing anything. It right. would, it would be nice. Yeah. Oh well. my god! And then maybe the interface that would actually have a keyboard shortcut where you could take all, without having to download something. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> all right. Um. Just spoke now. There's uh there's more going on here. Uh, of course, Let me just move this over here. Um. Elder Scrolls Legends uh, released a brand new intro cinematic, which uh, actually I'm going to play for you, uh, play for you right now. So, so hang on tight for for that. Elder Scrolls show us what was and what yet will be. And they have revealed much to me. Spare us your stories, old man, unless they can sharpen spears. Our war chief is dying. Our enemies are massing for another attack. We must prepare for battle. We should go, Kellen. We have the scroll we came for. And this one smells blood in the wind. Patience, Nog. I have words yet to speak here. Stories can do surprising things, Spear Maiden, whether they are true or not. And this is one you should hear. It comes from the great war that nearly ended the Empire. It began when the High Elves slaughtered every Imperial blade, calling themselves the new Aldmeri Dominion. They and their allies swept through the land, even capturing the Imperial city itself. fled north, giving Cyrodiil to the invaders. This is the story of a forgotten hero who changed the very course of history. So, right there, uh, you're seeing that... Um the uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends, the card game, is going to have a um, a pretty interesting um, lore wise uh, story in regards to uh, basically you know what's what's going on there uh, with the with the campaign. It's a it's a nice little setup uh, for the for the campaign uh, during the uh, while while you play the game. So lore wise. Mike, I was hoping maybe you could sort of, you know, take some of what we, we heard out of this and, and maybe uh, give us a little bit of where you think, like, the campaign of this story might be taking place. We heard about uh, a great war, Mike. Uh, we heard about uh, new Aldmeri Dominion. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. No wonder you're... T I'm like... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, before the events of Skyrim. Uh, so, it, after Oblivion... Um, we all know that uh, part of the reason that the Aldmeri Dominion are coming up to Skyrim and enforcing their will upon the Nords has to do with the White Gold Concordant and um, 
this kind of ties into that where as you complete different uh, things it looks like you're going to unlock parts of the story of the uh, the Great War and the White Gold Concordant that comes after it. Okay. Um, I'm still uh, I'm really excited about about this uh, this game coming out and um, but I, I think I think there's a measure of gotta kind of t- take it for for what it's gonna be um, I'm not necessarily sure if and I've been kind of going over a lot of the articles that Bethesda is releasing um, look it's it's gonna be a fun game uh, if you're a huge Elder Scrolls fan you're gonna enjoy it but don't don't expect a tremendous amount that's different. Uh, than anything else that's out there. So, um, personally speaking, I find that to be a little disappointing. But it all p- depends on how it's played. So we'll we'll see how it is, uh, how it works itself out in in beta. And again, we're going to be covering it on the show. I'm definitely going to be playing it. I enjoy collectible card games. Um, I'm really enjoying learning how to play Magic. I'm still doing that. And um, I think I'm going to really enjoy this. Uh, But as far as anything else goes, um, approach this like you would a superhero movie that you're really waiting for. (laughs) Uh, Go in there with with, uh, tempered enthusiasm, and I'm sure you won't be let down. Oh, so you mean it's going to get canceled, Gambit? (laughs) I'm sorry, Liz. (laughs) Stupid. Sorry for I'm that. actually glad they canceled Gambit because I did not think it was right after Deadpool and I was like, they're not gonna it's not gonna be good like that. It's not. Yeah. Alright, um there's some other things that happened uh at uh, B E three. Uh they revealed Prey, um they revealed Quake Champions, Dishonored Two got a huge reveal. That was the uh, crown jewel of the uh, showcase. Uh they announced that Doom's first demo, uh de- Doom's First level will be a free demo, as well as some uh, virtual reality uh, is going to be. It's going to be part of uh, the Bethesda VR push. Fallout 4 DLC and its updates uh, to Fallout Shelter as well. That was announced. Uh, so go to our our uh, our show Fallout Off the Record for updates on that. Uh, it records Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we had a Twitter poll. That we we br- brought up there uh, that sort of recaps the showcase. You know what we asked? What was your favorite Elder Scrolls announcement on on the showcase? And um, you know what? I think I'll bring this up on the stream too, if um, if uh, you folks don't mind. Video. Oh, it looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. It, it well, really is. interesting though. The results they uh, they were kind of shocking i thought right you guys cheated we asked <laughs> last night's be3 huge number of, of elder scrolls products coming oh. out what was your favorite uh so the clear winner here 72 percent said skyrim special edition uh 23 percent a distant second said uh elder scrolls online one tamriel i thought that would be a clear winner and then only 5% said Elder Scrolls Legends Mobile. Um, they announced that Elder Scrolls Legends is going to be... Right, Liz? They announced Elder Scrolls Legends was going to be coming out for um, not just iPad uh, and, phones. and PC. Yeah, but for, for iPhone and for um, Android phones. Yeah. I was excited Yeah, I like that. that. Well, that was expected that that would be the least you know excited amongst the people. 
I thought actually you were the poll had like the other games that were uh, Redemption or whatever, whatever it was, um, Prey and all that. I thought that poll was going to have those on there, and I was like, uh, well, you, you considered that most of our listeners are Elder Scrolls players. Mm-hmm. I can see what the Skyrim thing is because pretty much everybody has played Skyrim. It's like asking somebody if they played Zelda or Mario Kart or something. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I mean, the concept being though is like, let's say you had, you know one of the Zelda games, and, you know, you were asked, oh, what was the big announcement that you were excited about? Fallout and shit. they were saying, oh, they're re-releasing Zelda. It's like, well, I've already played it, you know. Something new, something exciting. I, so I, I was it. very surprised that, you know, Skyrim Remastered there was the top, and how much of the top it was, that I really thought it was like, wow, you know, it's not like it's going to be a new story. It's not like it's Skyrim 2. It's right. not... All it is is, for, for PC players... People that have gone through and downloaded all of the EMBs and the pure waters and you know the the nav mesh te- uh, texture files. That's all it is. Okay, all I'm gonna say something I said in episode ten. I'm gonna stick up for my peeps on the Xbox <laughs> and say they didn't add that stuff. Bring it home, sister. <laughs> We're gonna get ten million emails now. At least I'm getting emails. Liz, if you could, well, if you could just never let ever say that again. I, I'm probably gonna say it and I'm gonna say it proudly. Probably, even though I don't, I don't even have an Xbox One. Yeah. Xbox I thought really you were gonna say works. you don't even have peeps. Uh, well, but they, hey, I'm loyal. All right. You are one of them, and you're amazing for it. And I want to. I think we should give Les a round of applause here, just for bringing that old, that old nightmare of mine back. Thank you. Liz. Like Thank man. you. That was a little nostalgia there for old Skyrim off the record fans. I'm drinking your tears and they're good. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> it's um no, I I completely agree with uh, with Liz. Uh, Skyrim's numbers went through the roof, and that wasn't all PC players. A lot of it was um, console players who could just pick it up and play it and experience a really deep world without having to worry about having. A computer that could run it and that easy level of entry made it a very popular probably the most popular game until maybe fallout 4 i'm not sure but when you know so i get why pc users might not be as excited but yeah for console users all of a sudden all those amazing photos people kept you know screenshots people kept putting up of their fully modded skyrim suddenly we have access to that like my computer cannot handle Skyrim on its best settings, not even close. Right. All of us, but I've got an Xbox One, and it's just hungry to show me what uh, this game can live up to. Yeah, and and th- and see, Mark, there it is. I'm glad you said that. Kind of hits the nail on the head here because uh, that's that's really what I was I was excited about for it too when it came to Skyrim Special Edition being announced. And um, like I said before, you know. I have been like recently. I've I've been on my couch and just thinking like, as I'm playing Skyrim on on my on my Xbox 360, I I thought to myself like, man, this would be really awesome if I had this on my PlayStation 4. Um, if for, oh, it, will it have it will have mod support, right? Yeah, it will. Do you know the number one question asked by people in Skyrim? Yes. <laughs> about Skyrim is about That's mods. The first thing that will yeah. pop up. Why can't I we have mod mods? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, believe me, it's it's. It, I understand. I understand the whole mod thing on consoles. Um, you know, but 
I guess for me, I was just incredibly surprised more than anything else, like that it, it took that position on on our poll because a five year old game, you know, yeah, that was heavily dependent on, um, um, on Xbox sales, that you know that it, it's doing it, it's as still as popular as it is, I guess. Well, you know? crazy popular. Yeah. Well, Crazy. here's here's the here's actually the thing. Uh, Microsoft is doing some doing a um, uh, a thing where basically they're slowly going through their entire library of 360s, 360 games, and making them backwards compatible to the Xbox One. Uh, and they, of course, went down and said, "Okay, well, give us a list of what the most popular." You know what the most popular ones are. What do you want us to focus on getting getting done? And Skyrim was basically always at the top of the list. So yeah, no, there has been a huge, huge call for uh, for this game to to be brought over onto the console. Uh, what about the one Tamriel? Uh, the reason we thought it was going to win is because we are ESO players. Oh yeah, sure. <clears throat> and you know, predominantly the the uh, game that we talk about on on our show is Elder Scrolls Online. I thought for sure that one Tamriel was going to be <clears throat> that's that's the what one Tamriel is going to be bringing to Elder Scrolls Online is the one thing that we have been expecting this game to be before it debuted, before it came out. Uh, yeah. Just just having all of Tamriel. To traverse with with your friends and guildmates, that's what we thought Elder Scrolls Online was going to be, and that's what One Tamriel essentially is going to be. I thought that was going to be massive, but no, most people are excited about Skyrim Special Edition. I, I thought that, that that I thought that was surprising, considering it's a five year game, like Mike said. Yeah, I, I was just really surprised more than anything else. More, you know, that uh, that that's what was that's what took the the lead in our poll. Took the cake. All right. Well, speaking of taking the cake, um, one one individual here that is uh, used to grabbing up that cake and uh, s- stealing it from pretty much every other uh, thing out there is Todd Howard, and the <laughs> Todd the God, the badass of Tamriel. Uh, <laughs> well, as long as we're talking about cake, after the freaking showcase like the next day walks into IGN and has this um this interview with Jeff Keeley and and this happened fans will be excited to play yeah so absolutely that looks great I mean you, you had so much stuff you were talking about last night you know fallout coming to VR shelter uh, you talked about the studio in Montreal I think a lot of fans are kind of wondering you know your team what you guys are working on um, and speaking of Elder Scrolls I don't know what you can say but are you guys gonna do an Elder Scrolls 6 <laughs> I mean that's kind of like the elephant in in the room always yeah. when we talk about anything and you know I think it's good to in these moments to tell our fans, yes, of, you know, of course we are. Okay. Um, you know, it's something we love, but it is, you know, I have to be careful what I say. It's a very long way off. I could ex- okay. sit here and explain the game to you, and you would say, that sounds like you don't even have the technology. How long is that going to take? And so it's something that is going to take a lot of time, what we have in mind for that game. Uh-huh. Um, and we actually have two other large projects we're also doing um, that are bigger than anything we've done. And what you, people will probably hear about those even before Elder Scrolls Six, um, and that'll that's make okay. sense many years from now. Okay. Um, so you have so that's amazing. So you have a vision in your head of what you want 
Elder Scrolls Six to be? We we think very long term. We're not yeah. we're not a developer that's going to like rush something like this out. Yeah. Um, any of our games. So when you think about what is the future of that kind of game, you know, we we have a pretty good of idea of what it would be, and it's just going to take technology and time right. that really we don't have necessarily right now. Okay, but you said you have two other big projects. I know you guys, you know. Well, there, there's that. Um, pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing uh, information right there. Um, it, they could have that could have been right, right there. That little interview right there could have been the showcase for me. That could have been BE3 for me, and I would have been supremely happy about um, <laughs> about what I saw at that at that showcase. Just an acknowledgement, and I believe we mentioned this too, like during. Um, during the during the show, the live stream show of the, of the showcase, I think we mentioned like I don't care if they show anything at all. I just want them to go out and be like, "Hey guys, so Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, we're eventually, but here's some other stuff." And I would have been like, "That's it. It's a t- ten out of ten. This showcase, ten out of ten, folks. I love it." Elder Scrolls Six. Oh my god. Oh my god. So anyway, um, that's me. I'm losing my freaking mind. Let's head over to um. Let's over to Mike. Mike, I don't know if we've we've heard much much about um, from you on on uh, in a while. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Having him state that yes, there is going to be an Elder Scrolls Six, uh, and that they're going to work on two other pro- large projects though before we see it. Um, you know, it was really you know really good to hear that yes, it is com- there is going to be one coming out. Uh, when it's coming out, well. Yeah, you know, we might be waiting another year, two years before we even hear of an of an actual announcement. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, and that was sad. But you know, well, what was there's sad so much is Elder that... Scrolls stuff coming oh, out right now. There's so much Elder Scrolls stuff right now between the card game coming out, the remaster, and now uh, you know, one Tamriel. That you know, I, I think that the Elder Scrolls fans can be you know secure in the fact knowing that yes it is coming out and placated in the fact that there is so much elder scroll stuff until it does come out yeah yeah uh he mentions yes of course we're working on it i gotta be careful with what i'm saying uh but it's gonna be a very long time before we say anything at all we've got two huge projects coming out likely you're gonna hear about that before anything else elder scrolls uh considering you know they're sort of how how they do things um so last year we heard Dishonored 2. This year they gave us uh, quite a bit. Half of uh, half of the showcase nearly was dedicated to Dishonored 2. And then they said, what is it, coming out this year, right? Dishonored 2? Yeah. Okay. I think um, we've got next year. I, I mean, I don't see... I, I don't see Elder Scrolls Six even being talked about any time in the next four to five years, at least. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna so be sad. five years. So be- sad. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be five years before they even acknowledge that they're they're working on it. That they're working on it at all. Does that mean another four to five years of me listening to people ask when it's coming out? Yeah. Because yeah. I think that might kill me. Yeah. No. Get ready for it. Like, 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 like thieves kill or no? Bark Brotherhood killed me. 
yeah, get ready for it, Liz. I, I think we're in for a long haul on this one. Um, I don't think it's it's out of the or I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to assume that um, between now and the time you actually have Elder Scrolls Six in your hands, I think we're looking at another seven to ten years. Yeah, no, I, I that's actually what I was thinking too. Yeah, because if it's like at least three years per big project, probably closer to four, then uh, we can assume that they're going to complete the two big projects before they approach. Yeah, that's what I figured too. Yeah, so yeah. if it's let's let's give let's be you know conservative, three year or let, you know no let's be let's be generous. Let's say that they it takes them three years to finish each one, so that's nine years before we actually see Elder Scrolls Six. Sure. Eduardo and I were talking about this the other day, uh, and we realized that by the time Elder Scrolls Six comes out, we're going to be pushing fifty. <laughs> well, someone here we're is be collecting I don't know if that's retirement. Be <laughs> but I mean, that's I'll have not a out of the time to play at least. Yeah, that's not out of the question for me though. Like, I, I've in January, I'm going to be a cop for ten years. I, I'm going to be probably like starting my terminal leave when they when they drop the Bethesda. Not calling it terminal leave. That scares the crap out of me. That's what the military calls it. No, then you stop it too. There's a difference between terminal leave and being shot dead. <laughs> and being terminated. Uh, so that is what we call it. But let's just say my leave before retirement, Liz. How, does that work better? Yes. Okay. All right. How so Draconic the Orc put in, put in 2-2020. I would go so far as to say that it would be 2 2 2 2, two. <laughs> <laughs> before we see it just press two of that yeah can you imagine that can you imagine like elder scrolls off the record nearly hitting 15 years of podcasting before we talk about elder scrolls six <laughs> that, that would be amazing i mean just bizarre what it <laughs> god <laughs> Just thing. The oh, next God. generation will be in charge of this this podcast. Oh God! My daughter and Mini Rage will be hosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're going to be like Elder Scrolls off the record. More stuff, and they're going to spell it M O A R. God. Ah. Oh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a haul, folks. It's going to be a haul. But listen, I'd rather wait ten years than never have it ever. Mm hmm. Who agrees with me? Yeah. Yeah, Rob. Who knows if they're going to start backing other projects like you know Skywind and Obl and Sky Oblivion, bringing those older games up to date. Yeah, some more you know things like the uh, the travel series where we got to see Redguard, many smaller projects that some of their other companies can uh, work on. And remember, if I'm really hoping that we get a surprise by you know two other large projects, maybe not directly from the Bethesda studios. But from you know the conglomerate that is the uh, Zenimax Media, sure. You know, yeah. so you know, like Quake yeah. is not done by Bethesda; it's done by ID Software, part of that giant conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? If like if Todd Howard is working on, like he said, his team is working on two other big projects first. Well, if <laughs> we're we're talking about a group that does, uh, you know, if this is the team that's working on these new properties. I want to see these new properties. You know, I, I I'm excited about those, and I don't. There's no information about them. So yeah, um, he kind of threw that sentence away 
really quickly. First of all, he, he sounded like he was acting like, yes, yes, time's coming out, of course. But there's other stuff, and get ready for it. And I was like, I, I, I just... You could just tell when somebody's advertising something and they're trying to play something down. Maybe it's just me that I noticed. Stuff like well, that. they kind of have to because if they yeah. said Elder Scrolls Six is definitely coming in six years, well, that's all people are going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Or they could make up, you know, uh, uh, spectacular things in their their heads, and then the uh, resultant product would suck. So I, well, I don't mind people keeping stuff close to the chest for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, you're going to get, I mean, w- w- there's positives and negatives to both both marketing sort of uh, statements. Yes, I, I agree with you. But um, I, when I say, when I say uh, you know, because uh, I can see the emails coming in, um, you know, you're you're insane if you think it's going to be 10 years. Look, I, I'm being, I, I, think, I think 10 years is going to be the top end limit. I don't think it's going to be any more than 10 years. From now, when we see an Elder Scrolls Six in our hands, I, I don't think it's going to be more than ten years. Just look at Doom. Doom came out this year. The last time we had Doom was what two thousand six. Doom three yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, but then look at Quake that's coming out. and It's been eleven years. Uh oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would say that's a good point. But I mean, I don't know the Quake community, so. I would like to say I don't think Bethesda's been as pressured as they would be for a new Elder Scrolls game um, to appease its fan base, but I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about Quake. I've heard a lot of Fallout 4. I heard a lot of Elder Scrolls. Uh, and really nothing else. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was on the back burner for them for a really long time. They didn't even think about bringing that that back for you know just a couple of years. Um, anyway, Rob, I don't think we've heard much from you on this. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think it, I think it's good that, uh, that he at least kind of, you know, gave, gave everybody what what they wanted to hear. You know, uh, Jeff Keighley asked, you know, is there going to be an Elder Scrolls 6? And he just was like, yeah, of course there's going to be an Elder Scrolls 6. But, you know, he is talking about other things. Um, and, uh, in our chat, um, I think, uh, uh, either it was, uh, UESP or Mike the Liar had said that the reason that he did not get up on stage at BE3 was because everybody would have been expecting an Elder Scrolls yeah. 6 announcement. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. a so, good point. So that, that, you know, that's an excellent point. And just this, this whole situation and, and the, um, uh, the, the conversation that he had with Jeff Keighley, it kind of reminds me of, of this episode from The Big Bang Theory with James Earl Jones. James Okay, Jones. I don't know if you if you watch the show, but there's a point where Sheldon goes to meet James Earl Jones, and James Earl Jones takes one look at him and goes, let me guess, you like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've done other movies, but you don't like those. You like Star Wars. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this. This situation is the same thing. It's like he's he's known for Fallout and the Elder Scrolls, so I think what he's trying to do is he's he's trying to get these other projects out. He's trying to hype them up. He wants people to get excited about these these projects that they haven't talked about yet because they can't. He wants to give the players that that warm fuzzy that okay, yes, you are going to get your Elder Scrolls six. But just wait until you see what else we have coming. 
Well, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but, agree. I agree. But but you don't like those. You like Elder Scrolls. I I can't. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I would say that most of the Elder Scrolls fan base would be like, we don't care what else you got coming out. We know that Fallout's out. Where's our Elder Scrolls? Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I think in both in both individuals' cases, in both Todd Howard and, and James Earl Jones, um, you know, they're millionaires for that. <laughs> that which yeah. we love. Um, I can't really say that I would I would feel bad for that that sort of you know first world problem. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, you know uh, and I'm sure I'm sure that and I know I'm sure they feel very lucky in it, to be in the position that they're in. Um, but it's a marketing issue. Um, I think they handled it very well uh, with Pete Hines coming out because you're 100 percent right. Um, if Todd Howard walked out, I mean, Todd Howard, they cut to Todd Howard and I'm like, here it is. This could be Elder Scrolls six or something else, but it's definitely Elder Scrolls. And, and, and I was right. That was when he brought up, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, Skyrim, uh, special edition. So I expected that from him and that is what, what we got. So you're hundred percent right. And, uh, so is the community when. Uh, or so is Pete Hines when he says that if Todd Howard walked out there, they, we would have expected an Elder Scrolls Six announcement and would have been horribly disappointed. Uh, I, mean, I would have. Yeah, so <laughs> I, would I. I would have expected it. I was disappointed as it was without any other, you know, notes to, to sort of take to take that from, any sort of cues to take that from. You could hear it on our show. Yeah. We were, we were, and when the music started and we were all like... <gasps> And we were ready for something. We were like, no, 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 no. And somebody in the background you can hear saying, oh, it's probably that, that remaster. And everybody was like, uh, uh, okay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I mean, and that's why I wanted to do this recap. Because going back, I mean, the Skyrim Special Edition, really cool. Glad I'm going to have it on my PlayStation 4. Um, so I'm, I'm glad it's there. Did You know. Is it Elder Scrolls Six? No, of course not. But then Todd Howard drops this. Yeah, yes, we're working on Elder Scrolls Six. We've got other things coming first, though. All right, fine. That's cool. That's all I needed. That's, That's all, all I needed. we wanted to know. That was it. Stop. That's all we wanted to know. I'm very happy to hear just that because I know, and I would have today. I guarantee you, a talking point today would have been: Do we think it's a little early for Elder Scrolls Six, considering the studio just put out? Fallout 4. Don't you think that maybe it's a little rushed? That absolutely would have been a discussion I would have had today on the show. Uh, so I'm Without glad. A question. Right, yeah. I, I kind of think that. Anyway. Um, all right. We've got a lot more to talk about, but first, we've got, uh, we've got the crafting table coming at you in just a few seconds. Oh, son of a bitch! So, if you're watching the uh, the stream today, uh, you're noticing that um, my user interface looks looks kind of different. Uh, that's because I am using this uh, this awesome add-on, which many of you definitely know about. Many of you use. Um, I'm not. Even, we may have actually have covered this on the show before. We have. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, but this is it in action. This is called AUI, Advanced UI. I got this off of uh, ESOUI.com. And uh, this is done by Sensi, S-E-N-S-I. Um, 
really, really kind of a kind of a cool sort of um, user interface. <clears throat> immediately, what you're looking at now, unfortunately, here we go. Um, immediately, what you're looking at here is it, it sort of takes your potions, puts it next to your your skill bar uh, on the bottom here. You get a mini map, which is what I really downloaded it for. Um, there's lots of different features with this this mini map. Uh, the unit frames are are very very different as well. Uh, if you're looking over here, the uh, the raid frames here. There's lots of information on here. You got the uh, the name of the the player as well as you know how many hit points they have in total, a percentage of of how much that is. Just just like a lot of information, kind of just organized in a really nice way. Um. AUI has combat statistics as well, scrolling combat text. It tells you which buffs are currently affecting your character. Uh, usually, you can, and usually I think it like pops up down here on the bottom for me. Um, this is all of the information that I sort of need when tanking um, and just kind of like moving around. And, and when I need information at my fingertips, AUI, Advanced UI, is definitely a really awesome uh, user interface for Elder Scrolls Online. So I highly recommend it. Um, I'm sure you already know about it. You're probably already using it. But for, for folks out there who um, maybe don't know about it, uh, I would definitely go and give it a try if you want a little bit more of an MMO feel. Or maybe you're looking for like extra information just at your fingertips accessible. AUI is definitely going to uh, help you help you out with that. So, uh, so there it is. Does anyone here actually use AUI other than just me? I do. What do you think of it? I mean, my on my on point with this. Do you like it? Uh, I like it. Um, I I have a little bit of a you know just a, a little bit of a minimalist display, so I, I don't like having a bunch of stuff up in my face. Yeah. Uh, so I I do like using Seen it. Daggers. <laughs> <laughs> You've got stuff all over the place. Well, not the typical kind of stuff, but oh, okay. uh, uh, no, I, I I do use uh, Srendar for uh, for buff timers, but uh, I do use uh, AUI for the um, uh, oh what what's it called damage meter the damage statistics, right? Um, and I also use the mini map when I'm doing Maelstrom. Um. All of this stuff in, in AUI, it's actually, if you download it, you go to add-ons. Is it add-on? Settings. Go to settings and then add-on settings. And you'll see it all right here. AUI action bar, AUI buffs, minimap, module management, unit frames. All of the elements of AUI, you can, uh, there's settings for. You can tweak it. You can move it around. So, um... I mean, you can see that I'm using certain settings and not others. Uh, the like, like here's a there's a buff setting right there. I'm, so I'm using that. I'm using the mini map. I'm using the unit frames, but I'm actually not using the scrolling combat text because that's going to make me want to chew off my fingers. So, <laughs> so I don't I don't use it. So it's really uh, highly customizable. All right. Um, in regards to Elder Scrolls Six, we've got more stuff in our rumors coming at you right now. Oh my god, Becky, did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever.
All right, folks. Uh, so we've been hearing a lot about virtual reality um, this latest tech cycle uh, with the HTC Vive, right? That's that's a big thing that's out uh, coming out. Um, that is out. It's extremely expensive. It's like 800 bucks. Um, the Oculus Rift. It's been around for a while. Bethesda made a, uh, a hard push um, in explaining to us that Fallout 4 is going to be uh, VR compliant as well as Doom. And uh, it seems like the future uh, in Bethesda uh, is going to involve uh, some, some version of virtual reality. Uh, as we know, Todd Howard told IGN that... Uh, at E3 that they're going to be doing an Elder Scrolls 6, but not for a long time to come. So, you know, it doesn't take much to, to see, you know, the march of progress here at Bethesda. So here's a question. Do we think virtual reality is going to be in Elder Scrolls 6? And if so, do we want it to be in Elder Scrolls 6? So there's there's the uh, the question. Who's uh, who's typing? Is there anyone typing? Oh, sorry, that's me. Oh, okay. Um. So let's let's start off with let's start off with you, Mark. Um, VR and Elder Scrolls Six. What are your thoughts and feelings on that? Um, you know what? I'm actually I wouldn't be too uh, I wouldn't have too much problem with that. I mean, I would rather the game not be designed with that like as a core focus. But I kind of like the idea of depending on where VR is at the time, being able to put on a headset and go walking around. I mean that. To be able to have that level of immersion in a Elder Scrolls game, I think would just be amazing. Now, Mark, you are almost like oh. incapacitated for two days because of a prescription change. I know that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, to be fair, that's because my eyes couldn't actually focus on anything. That's, <laughs> there's a huge difference between that and getting used to the motion sickness. <laughs> but I see, I see your point, but. Of course, now I'm thinking it. I, I I wouldn't know if it would be nice or or hell for someone that couldn't walk, unfortunately. <laughs> and I guess yeah. it would be nice to experience something like that. But I'm gonna go ahead and say it's my turn. Hell no, I don't want a VR. Hell no, I want to sit down like a lazy American I am, and not do anything. I'm walking all day at work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Liz, you're kind of after my own heart in this one. Um, I sort of feel the same way. Um, but we'll let's let's head over to uh, to Rob on this one too. Um, I'm indifferent. Um, but then again, I, I, you know, I'm I'm indifferent to a lot of things. Uh, mainly just because this is one of those things that I honestly think that VR in you know in video games right now, yeah, technology's great, but VR is nothing new. Uh, it has been around in you know since since the mid 90s uh, granted it has gotten better but it is still just a gimmick it, it, it's a gimmick it's something that people think is cool but kind of like the whole concept of 3d I think that it will it'll be cool for a while and then people will eventually think that all right well this is kind of old uh, it does kind of hurt my eyes a little bit uh, and they'll ultimately end up wanting to play the game using the non-VR option. So, that being said, I think it should be okay uh, if they do put it in there and make it optional. You know, I mean, now obviously, you know, uh, you know, options are a, uh, 
uh, are a a good thing. We all want want options, and this is this is no exception. Yeah, I sort of agree with that, um, and I I think um, many other uh, sort of sort of uh, fans agree with that sentiment as well. Um, let's take a quick look at a Twitter poll that we we sort of threw out there earlier. There it is. All right, so we asked a question, um, and, and UESP uh, asked this question first, and we, we sort of mimicked it. Um, you know, should Bethesda feature virtual reality in Elder Scrolls Six? Uh, the first... Um, uh, Mark, are you typing again? No. Oh, sorry, that's me. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so... The first, uh, the first answer was yes. Total immersion would be wonderful. Eighteen uh, percent came in on that one. A seventeen percent said no, thank you. Sixty-six uh, percent said only if it's an option. Do we, uh, do we want, do we want that? Now that's out of one hundred and fifty-three votes, and the um, I believe the poll was up for about twenty-four hours. So um, you know, it's a small, it's a small sort of test bed, but. This 66% saying only an option, I think, to me, indicates people feel the same way you do, Rob, that we're indifferent and we're also kind of afraid it's going to screw it up. So uh, if it's an option, fine. I just won't use it. Maybe I'll test it. But I kind of think that this really depends on how well it goes and Doom and Fallout 4. Uh, I'd like. I bet you those numbers would change slightly if it's if it's done very well in Fallout Four. Mike, what about you? So I. Oh, that was weird. Uh, I'd actually like to see it, um, but I want it to be an option or more like what we saw two weeks ago, that um, that mobile um, uh, Oblivion game that you know it, it's in addition to. The, the core game, that it's, you know, something that, you know, you could have that would be, you know, a cool addition, not a core feature, I guess. Right. Okay. Um, Liz, I, did you say anything about this? Sure, I screamed something, but, uh, and by the way, chat room, I know you don't run around yourself in this it's just it's it's too much stimulation at the end of the day and i'm not talking about the good way i'm talking about the oh my god i'm gonna pass out because i'm tired <laughs> i'll tell you what though with vr your ophthalmologist is gonna love i know you. it's it just seems like it's gonna i mean i i have a shoulder ache right now just because i'm getting tense from watching all all three chat things going on yeah. and, and i'm like i can't it's it's overstimulation to me, and I can't be that immersed. Yeah, if and, you think if you think sitting away from uh, uh, from a monitor where you have like maybe a, a one and a half to two foot gap between your eyeballs and your monitor is hurting your eyes, just wait until you put a screen two inches from your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the fact of the matter is is that um, virtual reality, and we've had this discussion before on the show, just like motion controls. I have a feeling that this virtual reality is 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 nothing more than a gimmick. Um, gameplay is amazing, and will always carry any new technology. But it always comes down to the gameplay. Um, I just don't see gameplay changing, whether it's virtual reality or not. 
Short of it being like, and I think Liz, I think you said this, short of it being the holodeck on Star Trek The Next Generation, I really think that we're, we're going to be looking at um, something that's going to something that's going to hit like lightning and fizzle out within a well, few years. Working at a uh, uh, technical institute and you know having graduated from there, they hold a, a conference every year uh, where they get to showcase different technology and student achievements and stuff like that. One of the cool things they had was uh, uh, the Mission to Mars 3D, where you went into this tent and uh, you got to control a virtual like movement of the thing, and it was com you were completely surrounded because it was projected above you and around you, and it was a personalized experience. So I could see something like that coming out in the very near future, where you have your you know your your computer chair, you've plugged in, and this tent drape just sits around you instead of you know, being two inches from the screen, you know, you're still the, the foot away or foot and a half away doing your thing, and you're just surrounded 360 plus above you. Okay, I want to invest in that, if only for porn, because people are going to go nuts for that. Well, of <laughs> and course you make will. a That's million how everything dollars. goes. <laughs> well, the thing is also, uh, and you remember the holodeck on Star Trek The Next Generation. Remember that guy, Broccoli? Barkley? Yes, I remember. <laughs> it is going to be a nation of people just so immersed in their own imaginations, <clears throat> and also Wally. They did that on Wally, where people were just so immersed in what they were doing themselves, um, you know, that no interaction happens. Um, uh, and forgive I'm just me. Saying that I would love to live like that, honestly. <laughs> like, for, that's forgive me for saying this, but I, I think we kind of have that already. No, we're already headed towards. I know that but it's going to be so. They they just hit the nail on the head with that episode. Yeah. I mean, because that's what's going to happen. Headed? I don't know if we're headed. I think we're pretty much there, just a prehistoric version of that. We're talking yeah. to each other right now, though. We're we're standing in the doorway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, bad things happen and no one cares at all. So long as they've got their little cell phone in their hand, that's all they care about. Seemingly. Let's, let's let's move on. Seemingly. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. I agree, but there is definitely a discussion here about about virtual reality and and this sort of thing. Um I I I'm glad we sort of orbited around that because I think it does warrant being touched on, but um coming back full circle to Elder Scrolls. Uh I, you know, the headsets are expensive. <clears throat> so, listen, there's certain conditions that I think, and this is my opinion, but certain conditions that I think would have to be met in order for this to, to really just take off like gangbusters. First of all, the, the headsets can't be $800. Yeah. I would say they would have to come down to, I don't know, what are you used to spending for uh, the uh, Xbox uh, motion control? What is that, an extra $100? If you package uh, a virtual reality headset with an Xbox, that has to be somewhere around three, four hundred dollars. If it's not, no one's going to buy it. It's going to be way too expensive. I mean, you're going to get people that are going to buy it, but it's not going to be huge. It's going to be a, a, a small segment of the gaming population that can afford that kind of money and have the inclination to sit there with a headset on their head. And that's the other thing, too. The headset's going to have to be really light, extremely light. 
And where's your audio coming from? Is it coming from the headset? Because then that could be dangerous. Parents aren't going to buy that. New parents are not going to buy that. Because if you're a new parent, at any given moment, you have an infant that's going to need you or a, a, you. a, a, a child running around that's going to need you. So I, That was one of the points I was going to make. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Why, why would I fully immerse myself in any game and completely allow my senses to be utterly taken over? When at any moment, you know, my, my, uh, an infant could be, my, my infant could be, you know, uh, calling for me and I wouldn't hear it. So, yeah, so it's the kind of thing where, you know, teenagers and people without the massive amount of responsibility would be great for, but they're oftentimes not the ones with that kind of money that, uh, would be needed to buy the overly expensive items right now. Sure. So, I mean, that, that there's got to be a... And, of course, you're, you're talking about, you know, well, teenagers never buy their own gaming consoles anyway. It's always their parents. And, sure, I get that. But, you know, at what point do you... I, I mean, it's just, again, it's a, it's a segment of the population that, that you're kind of cutting out. Um, it seems like it, it's, it's very market fragmented is really my point on this. Um, just, just by going off of, of that alone... Now, can there be sort of a hybrid experience here where I'm sitting on my couch with a controller in my hand and I've got this headset on me? Yeah, sure. I guess that would... But again, it's got to be inexpensive and it's got to be light. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. I'm too used to standing there, sitting there with, you know, my TV. Which is perfectly fine. It's been carrying me since the 80s. <laughs> um, and most people play video games on their phone now anyway. Most kids play video games on their parents' cell phones. So we're used to, we're always going to have some sort of tactile in, uh, interface with our with our video games, uh, even with the youngest generation among us. So you're not going to, I mean, are you going to plug your virtual reality headset into your, into your cell phone? You're not doing that for the next 10, 15 years. Not until battery power gets better. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I just don't see it hitting. Uh, and, and by then, who knows? I mean, would sales have carried the uh, the interest of companies who sort of purchased this uh, this thing and move forward with it to the point where they think it's it's marketable? I don't know. We're we're less than ten years away from motion controls, and right now, gaming industry doesn't think it's marketable anymore. They they're tired of dumping their money into it. All things to consider. All right. Um, I th I think it's high time we moved along, right? I yeah. can. I are um, jeez, where where are we at right now? Gameplay, right? Yeah, we are at gameplay. All right, guys. Uh, so so batting the hatches, we've got uh, we've got gameplay coming at you in uh, in just a few seconds here. This is where all the awesome, all the awesome comes, and it is here. Uh, we have, ladies and gentlemen, the queen of PvP with us today, Liz, Mistress LeBeau. You've been carrying the banner for uh, what the dagger, the Daggerfall Covenant in PvP lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, Liz? Come on, tell us what's up. What's up? What's going on? 
You got I'm it. just in a bad mood today. I'm sorry. I just can't help it. Well, it's not your fault, but uh, I was really talking about <laughs> PvP in general. What's... I know, and that it's related to that. Well, so let's let's have at it. Because okay. actually, let's let's do this for until for the next for the next ten minutes. Liz, you've got as much of that ten minutes as you want, ladies and gentlemen. There might be a lot of cursing. There might be a lot of screaming. I don't know. I'm letting the Liz train off the uh, off the tracks. Here it goes. <laughs> Get ready. You've killed us all. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Here comes the Liz train, folks, and she's pissed and she's barreling down that track. And I think she's got something to say about the Ebonheart Pact. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it's not. Okay. It's not just the Ebonheart Pact. Okay, I play on Hatteras. I play on DC. So it, this may not apply to anybody else on any other campaigns. But I'm not really liking DC on this campaign. Uh, they're not very friendly. They're kind of like, even though I've never seen the movie because I, I was actually lived it, but it's kind of like that movie Mean Girls where nobody's going to talk to you if you're not part of their clique. Oh. It's it's kind of like that. Uh, there are, it's, it's so sad to watch. You know, you can tell new people come in, they'll talk in zone chat. And they're like, you can't sit with us, okay? Because you're new. <laughs> I apologize to anyone that is in the DC that does not do that. But then speak up. Uh, at least answer somebody. Uh, that, that's, that's a way to be nice. Um, if Armin calmed me down by telling me that I can actually go off the rails, and now I'm like, oh, okay. Now I have to be an adult. <laughs> it's like he knows <laughs> my triggers. Oh, if I say this, then she'll calm down. Anyway. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I, I thought I was giving you a blanket, uh, just a, a blanket permission to just lose your mind right now. Wait, motherfuckers! I hate the EP! <laughs> I hate them! I hate them so much. Okay. <laughs> well, now we have to edit. <laughs> nah, it's alright. We threw in a thing. It's, it's good. <laughs> Why do you think I, I blanket uh, warning the QGD and D episodes? <laughs> save a lot of editing yeah um so i want to go in pvp that's like my end game and so i'm working to build my set pieces and then you kind of have to take a whole night to do that and i started to do it and then i realized well i don't have enough materials for my you know level 160 cp stupid character and then i go get it and then i'm like oh i don't have enough tempers eh, just it I don't care. I'm going to go kill EP. So go in there, and luckily I have increased my DPS. But then, like I said, you know, you're greeted with the not-so-friendly uh, DC, and, uh, and then, so I'm watching what other people are doing and anticipating what the enemy will do, and I'm really good at, like, the catapults because I can I can tell where the battle's going to go, and I can tell where the EP are going to come from. And I say EP, I, I do mean just enemies in general, but it usually is the EP because it's a big Zerg ball. And they, uh, it was, it's two nights ago. Um, people, uh, people were getting upset because the EP were farming us. You know, that just means they're trying to get AP from us and they're trying to lure us somewhere. Um, a lot of people were saying that there was a bad design with the, with the, the farms and uh, the, farms, the uh, resources, uh, because, I don't know how to put this because I'm going out of order of my notes. Um, That's all right. It's, uh, what I wrote in my notes was noobs taking farm flag 
when they're trying to raise the tower, R-A-Z-E, the tower, uh, with all the EP inside. They're, the EP are farming. People are complaining that it was bad design. Most seem to think it was an EP guy who logged onto a DC character and stood there. Now, I didn't pay attention to what I just said, but did anybody else know? Hear what I said? Okay, so EP are in the tower, right? Okay, so there's so there's someone, one person or a group of people of the Ebonheart Pact are inside this tower in a farm, correct? Like 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 twenty of them. Twenty of them. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. that's all right. It, it, I would say fifteen to twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now outside the resource, you know, you can take the flag if you stand by the flag. Not a lot of room um, in that tower, by the way. They must have been stacked groin to butt in there. Yep. And they were right on top of each other, and uh, the the stupider ones were up on the roof where I could get them with a catapult, you know, whatever. Um, but that was fun. Uh, that's farming for me. <laughs> so I was okay with it. But um, what happens is we can't bring that tower down from the outside with our siege weapons unless, or if it is our quote-unquote resource. If somebody stands by the flag, it will become our resource. We think we've got somebody on the EP logging into their DC character, standing by that flag and making it so we can't take down that tower and they will all rush out once we are trying to get them down and, you know, kill us dead very quickly. Um, and then rinse repeat. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, something's wrong with that. Yeah. That's very It's been possible. going on for years, though. I mean, it has been, but because I'm redoing this and it was, you know, happening again. Um, I have to bring it up. And, and I'm warning people that want to go into PvP, this kind of stuff happens. Sure. Um, and also, if you're going into PvP, dragon knighting up the wall is still a thing. I saw it almost in slow motion. Really? That's still a thing, huh? It is a hard th- I tried to take screenshots, but I couldn't remember the button <laughs> to press. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just pressing all the buttons in my upper right-hand corner on my keyboard to make sure I got some kind of screenshot of it. Um, but that was really nice. There was a nice person in chat that, uh, that some of them, some of the EP, you know, Dragon knighted up, and uh, I dropped inside a meteor on their asses and killed them all. And somebody actually said, "Oh my God, who was that? That was awesome." Was <laughs> that like, must that have made me. you feel good. I was like, "That was me." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Liz! Yay! I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. yeah. Um, cool. All oh right. yeah. Uh, EC uh, EP will have somebody uh, log into AD or DC and set up a forward camp right in the middle of a Zerg ball. Okay. No this good. This is happening, huh? people. Just yeah. saying, watch out for it. Watch out for it. So, um, what else? What else with with PvP? I mean, I don't know because none of that made sense because I'm, I'm my notes are jumbled up. Well, I, I must say I joined Liz to uh, along with a number of others here to go out and do some AP farming. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I'll the tell you. swearing was hilarious because you know we have a number of women that we play with that we have never heard swear <laughs> until until a fellow guild member was caught playing an AD character and managed to wipe the floor with four of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about you, Soren. What, what was that, Mike? Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't hear that. What, what, what'd you I say? I said, yes, we're talking about you, Soren. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Soren. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, now we have the nameplates, and it's easier to see. I mean, it's not very easy to see because it's so small text, but it's very easy to see. 
who's where, and I'm like, hey, that's showing up as like a friend. Hmm. Mm. And um, you, Ray just let it loose. I, I've never heard her cuss like that ever. It was ever. so funny. She was in chat. <laughs> Mike reminded me of when we did all go PvPing. I'm going to tell on Mike. He does not like losing at all. No, he Mike is very competitive. Way hard. Yeah, Mike. Mike I'm like, is stand very stand and fight. <laughs> admittingly, <laughs> admittingly is very competitive. Yes, you know I, I'm very tactical. If I'm facing overwhelming odds from a cheating Zerg ball, yeah, because but they weren't cheating. That's where I was going with that. Now there was that one guy that we saw that definitely was cheating because we were in stealth. We were huge distance away from him. And like he just took a beeline, came running at us, and just you know the 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 stuff that comes up when you die. There was no way that he could have done all of that at once, and yep. you know killed myself. And was it Ray or Monovan? Just Ray. like instantaneous death. But does it record when when it shows the the deaths? Does it record the last few things you you took? Yeah. The la- so it could have been around for twenty seconds. I'll bet you anything. Well, he could be cheating, but the other option is somebody else in that little huddle that you were in maybe did an effect or something, and he saw you. Oh, it was just the two of us, and we were just, you know, we were quite a distance away. I have a and question. Beelined it right for us. It's not like you know, you know, walking towards our way and we're hiding, and you know, just happens to get close enough to catch the the shimmer that you you put off sometimes if you're close enough to another character. It was like he knew we were there and just. I don't know. I didn't see it, but of course I want to say no. They were cheating. There's just a lot of them. No, um, there was. There's so much cheating going on between you know the the people running those script editors there and you know the stuff that we talked about on our last episode. Yeah, that they're trying to do it smarter and be more stealthy. And right, you were even telling us how you know this is their farm time to try and get emperor. You know, knowing exactly what time these people were going to be on. Yeah, they come on ten o'clock central time and leave at midnight. <laughs> at least on Hatteras. On the other ones, it's earlier. Sometimes it's later on the on the other campaigns. But yeah, we know. We I can't know. believe. I, I, can't I, mean, believe I did it. have a good time though defending the one fort there. That was really cool. We set up on top with the catapults. The AD was coming in, just a huge mass of them. Some streamer was on, trying to coordinate it, and we just sat there with the, the trebuchets, catapults, and defended for what half hour. I had fun. That was yeah. great. You know, it. Was, it you know, because you, you felt like it was a give and take. They were winning a little bit. We were winning a little bit. It, you know, it, yeah. I it, absolutely agree. You have a great point with that. With the AD, I actually enjoyed fighting them because they were even, they were more evenly matched. You know? Um, so, yeah. Good good on you, AD. EP, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, Rob, let's, let's head over to you. What have you been doing in Tamriel lately? Uh, been uh, doing a lot in Tamriel. Um, I have I have gone back and forth between magic and stamina on my Nightblade, um, and I saw a really interesting uh, skill setup for a stamina sort. So I decided to give this a try, and I'm kicking myself for not doing it sooner because it is. Just a- absolutely amazing. Um, I have been trying to do Maelstrom Arena for a long time. Uh, well, specifically Vet Maelstrom Arena. Um, 
and I I just could never get past stage five, and it was just driving me absolutely crazy. Mm. Um, I mean, almost like to the obsessed level that, um, that I'm I, I'm you know trying to get you know different gear sets to just give me a little bit of an edge. Um, so you know all that. Uh, I, I found one that works with a uh, with a stam sword, and it is really nice. Uh, it's very survivable. Works great in dungeons too. So there's not necessarily a a switch out of uh, of maelstrom setup versus uh, dungeon setup, and having to go respec every time you want to go run maelstrom. Uh, so it, it works out really, really well, and I've been having fun with it. And I'm actually logged on to that particular character right now because she's got all my gear. Um, but, you know, so for basically like the last two weeks, I've been, you know, just trying to collect gear and, and, and get my Maelstrom experience up. Um, I had about... Oh, I can't remember how much. But last week, I think it was this week... Or is on Wednesday of last week. All of a sudden, I had this horrible, horrible toothache. It just it came out of nowhere. Ah, uh, yes, and, I remember this. Yes, and I, I texted you and said, "Dude, uh, I, I ain't gonna make it. I'm seeing spots. The walls are melting." Um, <laughs> and I went to the, went to the ER, <laughs> and they pretty much like poked my mouth and were like, uh, yeah, you've got a toothache. You need to go see a dentist. That'll be $600. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dick. Your system Dick. sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I came home and I'm, I'm just, I'm dying. And I had a few Percocet left over from the last time, like two years ago when I had some major dental work done. And I'm like, okay, I'm desperate. This this crap is probably expired, but I don't care. And I took it, and I just sat and just let it take effect. So I decided to start up ESO. So while I'm playing ESO, I'm feeling the effects of the Percocet take over. And uh, um, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> ESO UI, um, you know, not the website. It's it's a it's a different acronym for ESOing. Under the influence. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And we had, I, we had a, we had a Rob that was. I, I don't care. Whatever. Oh yeah, I, I was. I don't care. <laughs> hey Rob, decided, you wanna? You wanna? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Bob uh, Ross philosophy. Uh, <laughs> we had we had Bob Ross being channel. What well, Rob was channeling Bob Ross as we're we're doing. We I think I went in there with a dungeon. I did a dungeon with you, and, and um, I think Ray was there. Tim might have been there. Uh, we had the best time just 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 laughing because I've never heard Rob just so calm. That's <laughs> 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 not Rob. It was almost a little freaky, to be honest. Yeah, at some point, you know, he's animated. He's always kind of animated. You know, you can always tell, like, you know, his, his voice is... You could tell, you could tell in his voice that he's, he's either he's moving around or he's definitely thinking something or he's got a lot of emotion, whether it's good or bad. Rob, Rob and I are kind of like the same people on that. We're light switches. We're either on or we're off. We either don't care or we're going to rip your throat out. <laughs> One of the two. 
But to hear Rob just like so calm and don't care, whatever, man. Dude, he was like, I can't <laughs> film a face. <laughs> it was amazing. I actually texted Avarwin to tell him you have to get on TeamSpeak right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tim is in the chat room and goes, calm. Would you even go as far as to say sedated? Yeah. <laughs> Quite sedated. But kids don't abuse prescription drugs. He actually had this because he had toothache. Toothache suck. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. But later that night after I took the Percocet, because uh, that was another night that it, it just hurt like crazy. Um... For some reason, I decided that I I need to make an axe. So I decided to make just about every style axe in the game that I could, and <laughs> they're all they're all CP one sixty level, by the way. So I'm I'm dumping hundred and ten ingots. They're like, all right, I'm gonna make this axe and equip it. No, I don't like that. All right, make another one. Uh, equip that one. No, don't like that either. <laughs> Whereas like I, I I totally could have just made like I don't know out of the level thirty six ingots because that has the exact same style as the high end stuff but no I couldn't think straight at the time right <laughs> so so I finally settled on the Solus Riven because scythes are awesome sure um, and uh, and then later I'm I'm just like okay you know what screw it I'm gonna go do Vet Maelstrom I don't care uh, I'm gonna get stuck on five anyway. And on and on Percocet, I made it to stage eight. Hey! All right. <laughs> to stage eight on Congratulations. Percocet. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm sorry, guy. Uh, let's shoot over to Mike. Mike, what uh, what you doing in uh, in Tamriel this week? So uh, one thing that we did um, is on Sunday we're trying to get together a raid group to do uh, the trials. So we did AA on Sunday. Uh, which was really fun. Uh, we did it twice in a very short time, but the mage is bugged out. So at the end, instead of dropping down on the platform and fighting us, it stood up uh, or it sat up on the the rocky outclapping and just bombarded us with the the spell effects. It was a very fast fight for us because we didn't have to deal with the axes. We didn't have to deal with any of the mini mages. We just you know DPS the you know crap out of her. Um. I think everybody had a good time. Everybody said they had a good time. So we're hoping that maybe it's been fixed this week and we'll be able to try for real uh, this upcoming Sunday and uh, see how everybody likes that. Um, Other than that, uh, you know, the basic stuff, you know, dungeons, delves, you know, working on Jezzle Dodd, trying to get him to, you know, the level 50. And uh, then I spent a lot of time in Oblivion. So I've been working on... The uh, Dark Brotherhood uh, quest line on my character. He made it to level 15 today. And uh, I've been doing the choose your major skills and never use them uh, type of route. And uh, so my alchemy is like 89. My marksman is like 80. And uh, the stuff that I'm supposed to be using, I never use. And... uh, I've gotten to the point where I have to go and poison the uh, the bandit chief hiding out uh, who is dying and take his medicine away and give him the fake poison medicine or the, the poison oh, to replace his medicine with. Sorry. Oh. horrible. Oh, it's that was loud. Good. No, it was loud. Sorry. 
<laughs> He's just a bad person. God, Champ straight, I'm a bad person. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not fair. Don't say that about yourself. You're not. He's excited. I've seen the horrible things yeah. that I've done to Mark. Oh, I Lord. just saw Mark in game killing people left and right. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Bodies everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> so, so what else, Mike? Uh, so that's really been it. You know, a lot of Oblivion, you know. Um, I did uh, some Mages College stuff there with it. Uh, you know, and uh, a lot of ESO. So, you know, just okay. trying to get Assassin's League and the Thieves Guild. I did complete my glass set. I now have all of the pieces for glass motif. Uh, I had to buy the swords in the end because uh, the random number generator hated me after three attempts. Uh, and I completed the Zifkin set, so now I have I can craft glass and Zifkin. So I was really happy with that. All right, good. Uh, what about you, Mark? What did you do in uh, Tamriel this week? Well, I've uh, I've basically been getting really back into ESO and just generally. Uh, playing around with it uh, after sort of taking something of a break from it, just sort of doing daggers and logging on every once in a while. So uh, I decided, you know what? I <laughs> One, uh, I went through the, the Dark Brotherhood quest line and I discovered I'm a monster. Like, I'm a terrible person. I've gotten really good <laughs> at the assassination. And um, after having donated a bunch of money to different people to sort of help them uh, pay for things. It was like, you know what? I I need to build up my funds again, and it's actually worthwhile to stab people and take their stuff because they're usually carrying green items. Crap. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm I've been cutting a uh, a bloody swath through all of Tamriel, but the last couple of uh, last week I decided, you know, you know what? I'm going to just focus on uh, getting up my or finishing off maxing out the uh, the thieves guild um uh skill tree or skill line which considering that when you do that you can get an extra 10 percent off of all items fenced like this is how you make money in this game this is one of the best ways to do it uh and i've just been going around grinding out um the crime spree uh quest from for the thieves guild where you have to go to like uh three different zones and uh break into three different lock boxes and uh you know I've, I've been doing quite well i've gotten a number of uh a number of different um pieces to the abba's watch landing thing and i was actually able to complete um my first heist uh solo where i was able to get it all done under the time limit and i got the thieves guild chest motif from that oh, nice. so that wasn't that was a nice reward um but what what I really found was cool was that um, a, as I steal things, you of course come across like the purple items, which the the purple items in um, uh, for that you can steal in this game are amazing, and they're like worth a thousand five hundred gold pieces, which is great. Except for I never end up selling them; I always end up fencing them and dumping them in my bank. <laughs> Because I just like having them, and I don't want to get rid of them. For example, I've got a, har a shard of Hunding's blade, uh, which you know this is like the uh, the a shard from the shattered blade of Frandar Hunding himself, 
a relic from the battle at Hatu Mountain. It's a great lore piece. I've got a jar of wild hunt vapor, um, which is basically the the elves. Whenever they do a wild hunt, they release monsters all across, um, you know, all across Tamriel. I've got a vein from the heart of Lorcan. Uh, this here, I'll put that in chat uh, in the, the guild chat if you want to bring it up for people watching in the uh, in the thing. And, you know, it's this red crystal vein is said to have been chipped from the heart of Lorcan itself. And just today I found probably what has to be one of the deepest cuts for ESO or for Elder Scrolls lore. I found Scut of the Mock Turtle. And what this says is, Most scholars dismiss tales of a massive turtle dwelling beyond the Weir Gate as pure nonsense, but this shell is really big. <laughs> and the reason this is amazing, and I had to I had to keep it, was that the Weir Gate is the gateway that leads you into the battle spire. And I didn't oh. get it on the stream, but on the very first level of the battle spire, there is an Easter egg that if you go to a certain area and basically drop into a what looks to be a pit zone you actually find a giant mock turtle that you can talk to. Huh. Like, it is called the mock turtle. So uh, so this is kind of a callback to Battlespire, then. It is a very deep callback to a Battlespire Easter egg. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> that's cool. So, yeah, that that's really cool. I mean, that is... You can't say that these people don't care about the lore that they, they they don't pay attention to it that they ignore it no they know their lore the problem is that unlike the other games in this series this game is actually trying to take every single game that has come out and put them together into one right cohesive whole which other games like morrowind and redguard and even oblivion have thrown out what they don't want to use yeah they sort of like replace yeah especially Especially Morrowind and Redguard. Especially Morrowind. Morrowind was really bad of just, if it didn't want to do something, it yeah. just completely tossed it. Right. It I mean, this is why there's such a marked difference between Daggerfall and Morrowind. Which is fine. Right. But, yeah. But basically, yeah, this game is good with its lore. It has such wonderful little things like this hidden all over the place. I also found a recipe for lusty Argonian-made mates. Your mast, maste, the Oh, um, yeah. I, I saw yeah. you post that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, well, we've got uh, we've got so much more left in the show uh, as far as lore and, and your emails go uh, right, right after this. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. All right. Well, Mike, our uh, resident uh, Tamrielic historian. We uh, we had a Tamrielic holiday, and of course, if your friend Jazzle Dar is there, I'm 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 quite sure that uh, the audience is ready for his horoscope as well. Yes. Mid-year celebration. Mid-year the sixteenth. Today is the sixteenth of mid-year, the traditional day for the mid-year celebration. 
Perhaps to alleviate the annual news of the emperor's latest tax increase, the city's temples offer blessings for only half the donation they usually suggest. Many so blessed feel confident enough to enter the dangerous dungeons when they are not fully prepared. So this joyous festival has often been known to turn suddenly into a day of defeat and tragedy. And, and uh, yes, um, so so mind your mid-year celebration, folks. Uh, now, if you'll uh, if you'll if you'll be willing to open up your minds and your souls for the future, here is Jazzledar. Uh, thank you. This one has spent many days learning the mysteries of the world through the eyes of the Yokudans. They are proud people who take themselves too seriously. Life is too short to spend it learning nothing more than how to use a sword. Both Jode and Joan are swollen in the sky today. While one grows, the other diminishes over the week. As the Yukurins believe Hunding will make way for them, the moons inspire us to make room in our lives. We must ease one thing to spend more time on another. For this one only has so much time and energy. The night skies in the Alakir are clear and bright, and many raid guards study the skies at night. From the wise women of Anashaba tribe comes today's wisdom. The Mara Jode Sextus brings the positive energies. It would be a good time to plan for a family, whether to be a marriage or bring more kits into Nern. Beware the bachelor life may be passing. The Red Guard males see this as unfavorable, as Morwa will grab many more husbands this week. And the women bring out the silks that have been hidden for many moons to celebrate her. This one is leaving the Alakir soon, before some mysterious Redguard woman swoops this one up and brings this one to her family's tent. Oh, Jezeldar, that uh, that that would that might be interesting for you. No, no, the bachelor life is too nice for Jezeldar. <laughs> I come and go as I please. I woo the many women. No, <laughs> this one will not sire any Alfik. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, oh boy. Uh well, we've had some emails from you guys and um we we love it when you email us. Uh please, uh Rob, if you don't mind, uh this one from Nightstar. All right. Just wanted to say I love hearing you guys talk about your time in Tamriel. Been a fan for many years and look forward to continuing hearing uh y'all's thoughts and feelings of the future of Elder Scrolls. I've just recently started playing ESO on both PC and console, and have just made a new tune on console. I'm doing something new and different from my norm for Elder Scrolls, and that's playing a Nightblade. was wondering if you guys might have any tips on a skill build and crafting focus for such a character. Looking forward to hearing your next show, Nightstar37. I'm not looking uh, at the notes. Could you repeat that? Because I was I was poning uh, Mark or Mike in chat. Um, what kind of build was he looking for? The first part? Uh, he's a Nightblade. Oh, so shoot. So, <laughs> Mike, you want to take it or should I? <laughs> <laughs> so both of us play Nightblades. A uh, very different style, I think. Uh, I play a lot of Assassin and Thief with my Nightblades, so I you know focus on a lot of sneaking and getting in and out of places. You know, very easily. Um, 
Rob min-maxes for uh, DPS. So I guess it really comes down to what you're looking for. Um, you know, in terms of stuff that I use, I have the CP160 there. So things like uh, the Night Mother's Gaze is an important set because of the reduced sneaking. Uh, things like the Crafted set, um, the... Night Silence, where the sneaking is very fast because it doesn't give you a penalty for your movement. Um, on your character, you know, I'm using double daggers, and um, on that slotted one, I usually have uh, the uh, um, where is it here? Um, from the weapons line, I believe. The dual wield, isn't it? No. Uh, class. Siphoning. Ah, there it is. Uh, second one down on shadow. The concealed weapons. So, once again, when you're hidden, your speed increases even more. So, a lot of my gameplay with my night blades deals with, you know, the, um, the assassination writs the uh, Thieves Guild uh, storyline, things of that nature. So, um, you know, Rob can talk more about min-maxing his character as to what skills are definitely necessary. I mean, I can talk about it for just, you know, like, you know, a few seconds. I mean, you know, like Mike said, he uh, he and I play uh, very differently. Uh, Mike is is very thief and stealth-like. I am more like a savage barbarian warlord. <laughs> just kind of run in, no sneak involved, and just stab, stab, stab until it falls down. Um, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, if you would like to email me, um, uh, I'm ragephilosophy at gmail.com. Um, I will be more than happy to uh, go a little bit further into depth as to what I do to play my night. All right. Um, <clears throat> this next one comes from uh, Methshin. Who, uh, who asks, uh, do you think the next iteration of Elder Scrolls or maybe even remastered release of Skyrim will feature a survival mode similar to Fallout 4? Um, maybe the next iteration of Elder Scrolls. I don't think the um, I don't think Skyrim remastered will. Uh, simply because, I mean... That's what the mods are for. You know, I mean, if they if they were going to do that, I think they would have featured that as a as a big um, talking point. But um, there are so many different mods that that do exactly that uh, that I, I think it they probably wouldn't see that it would be um, worth their time and effort putting it into the game. Yeah. So yeah. no I, I don't, point in reinventing the wheel. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Now, now for Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, maybe maybe they'll do something like that, but. Because it is, it is a, a pretty popular sort of gameplay style to have a survival mode as an option, but um, hard hard to say in in that sort of context. Uh, all right, our, our final email comes from uh, Bridget Asbury. Uh, Liz, would you mind? Liz, you there? I, I the notes aren't up for me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'll do it. Thank you. I'll do it. Okay, thanks, Rob. You guys are my favorite podcast, and I have helped and have helped through difficult times. I just want to say I love your podcast and your sister podcast, Fallout Off the Record. I don't like Dragon Age Off the Record. Liz will not approve. You guys are the best. 
Bridget Asbury. <laughs> now I see why you wanted Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, it's, it's good she's not paying attention. No, I am. <laughs> in the corner now. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Yes, and uh, I, I think uh, I think you know Bridget here is is being tongue in cheek. It seems like, but uh, uh, we definitely have a new episode of Fallout off the record that is available. Um, so so you may want to go ahead and, and check that out. It's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. All right, folks. Well, that is the end of our show, and uh, we all appreciate you uh, hanging out with us, listening, downloading, subscribing. Oh man, it's. It's great. Don't forget, we've got um, we've got two codes that we're going to give away to uh, to folks. Uh, as long as you have subscribed to our YouTube channel and have made a comment below in our video, you are eligible to win uh, either a a uh, a PC uh, crown pack code or a PlayStation Four crown pack code, and these are good for the North American servers. Uh, we have other codes for for Xbox and for the EU as well, so so uh, we'll we'll uh, start hitting that up very soon. Uh, so please make a, make a comment below and do subscribe if you have not already. We've got a lot of other things going on here at QGN. Uh, Classic Elder Scrolls uh, came out last week. Uh, we've got another episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record that is coming out um, next week as well. We're hopefully we're going to be interviewing uh, Rich Lambert. For that, so we're not going to have classic for for another two weeks or so. Uh, when we, when do, we do, we're going to uh, we're going to be in ESO, right? Uh, right, Mike. That's right. We're going to be in ESO. We're going to be going through the Gold Coast and compete completing uh, some of uh, the uh, Dark Brotherhood stuff. Maybe we can look into doing the uh, Litany of Blood quest line. Mm. Because that's a, a you know everybody can do that on their own type of thing. Yeah, but can also follow us around. So uh, we've got uh, like I said, we've got a lot going on here at, at QGN, and uh, we think uh, we think you're going to love all of it. Um, lots of different podcasts and uh, game streams, such as uh, Fallout Off the Record. Uh, Rick and Shalene are our fantastic hosts. Uh, check that out as well as KD Radio. Our um, Rick and Shalene of Fallout Off the Record. They they do that as well. And that's our general gaming and, and retro gaming podcast over at KD Radio. Uh, Warcraft off the record as well uh, as Dragon Age off the record. It's got a brand new episode. And Warcraft off the record released a brand new episode as well. They, uh, they've been on a hiatus for a little while. Um, the, uh, the duo there, the Azerothian duo, Derek and Poke, unfortunately, uh, had to uh, sort of split up for a bit. Um, Poke had some troubles. Uh, with his uh, with his family, but he's back. Poke is back, and the, uh, the Azerothian duo are back in action uh, with Warcraft off the record. So check out their new episode; it's uh, it's it's great fun. As well as uh, Dragon Age off the record, their new episode is a lot of fun too. Uh, QG D and D episode three that released last night. Go ahead uh, over to um, QuestGamingNetwork.com or iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can check that out there and uh, listen to the uh, how do you call it, Mark? Uh, the the epic uh, herding of of the cats. <laughs> cats are easier to herd than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not burned down the city yet. Yet. Yes, that's a. Uh, uh, on, honestly, I, I don't. 
You know what? No, that's debatable at this point. <laughs> that's you, spoiler at, territory, at this, though. Yes, it's spoiler territory, but it's debatable. But it's debatable. So people, people better, uh, you know, uh, tune in and find out exactly what he's done. What he does. Oh yeah. Because How do I destroy Mark's game? It's, it either involves loot, burning, killing, looting, or impregnating everything. My you, goodness, you, you decide. <laughs> oh dear. A lot of, lot of elven seed getting thrown around, I suppose. Oh, my. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, hey, listen. Uh, so so you're, you're here, assumingly, on, uh, on, on YouTube uh, watching, watching our stream, and we thank you for that. But we, we've got lots of other stuff we're doing here on YouTube as well, like Let's Be Heroes, the uh, gameplay, the Let's Play show that, that Dave, David D. and Forrest Adams and myself, we do that Monday through Friday last week. Liz guest hosted on a few episodes of Doom, and I've got to tell you, to rave reviews, we've had probably the most positive feedback coming out of those three episodes of Doom than we've had in anything that we've done on Let's Be Heroes. It is absolutely hysterical uh, when when uh, Liz guest hosts with us on those shows, and uh, look forward to more guest hosts around QGN. Coming on to Let's Be Heroes. Uh, it's, you guys, it's... there was singing. Ivarwin D- sang. I, I did. There, at some Dian point. sang. He kept trying to goad me into it. Stories. Stories about Ivarwin's failed hitting on women. In college. <laughs> In college. Before Jenny. Before Jenny. Before Jenny. Way before. <laughs> so many, so many things. I, I just feel like I need to tease that because just Let's Be Heroes doesn't really do it justice. No. It was more like. At one point, Liz ignores us and starts watching cat videos. <laughs> I think the Bernie Sanders impression was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. In fact, I almost want it as a ringtone. Not good enough, America! <laughs> and no, no, people, it doesn't turn political or anything. He just does really good imitations of people. Yeah, no, no, we, we never get and I peed myself a little bit. Yeah. Don't, um, don't follow me on Twitter if that's what you want to avoid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't follow, don't follow me on Twitter if that's what you want to avoid. I'm a savage. <laughs> I just want to know, is there going to be more episodes of the goat one? Yes, there is. That what that was cracking me up. Yeah. That first episode of Rampaging Goat. <laughs> My God. Yes, there. there's definitely going to be uh, more episodes of, of uh, Goat Simulator. Uh, thing is, is um, you know we're always about a week behind your your um, your comments, so you might be enjoying something, but the following week you're not going to see it again because Dave and I are trying to change things up. But we're going to come back. So so when you say something, guaranteed two weeks later we're going to respond in 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 some way because we we try and do these episodes, um, we try and bank them like five at a time, um, and release them that way. And they're great, you know. They're twenty minutes long. It's a little thing that that we released during your um, during your your lunch hour uh, Monday through Friday, so it's it's good stuff. Anyway, um, I don't want to get too long on any of this. You can always catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, QuestGamingNetwork.com, uh, and as well as YouTube as well. Um, so so lots of different places that you can view all of our content, and uh, we definitely love it um, if you if you check it out. Uh, last and certainly not least. Happy birthday to Katie. Happy birthday to Katie. Liz's niece. My Katie? Oh, yay! Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Anna because it's next week, too. It's next week? 
Yeah, Anna. And Anna? Yes. Aww. So Anna as well? Yes. So Katie and Anna are having are having birthdays this week and next week? No, uh, Katie's first of the month or first week of the month. Anna's is last. Okay. Cool. Well. Oh, thank you. Well, listen, Katie and Anna, you've got the best aunt ever. And I think uh, she deserves uh, she, she deserves a happy dance. So when you listen to this, you give your aunt a happy dance. Whatever that translates to, you give yourself you give your aunt a happy dance. You do a little jig or whatever it is, uh, maybe a. Uh, no, I require full on Broadway moves. Um, okay, all right. To my specified, you know, I, I would train them. They yeah. know uh, they know that I will um, eventually become their manager. Yeah, and they're like, "Yes, we know. We'll give you ten percent." Okay, ten percent. <laughs> wow, there it is. So, Katie and Anna, happy birthday! Happy birthday, Katie and Anna! Happy birthday, Katie and Anna! Happy birthday, Katie and Anna! Remember that time that happened? Rolls under their bed. Happy birthday to you, Katie and Anna! Happy birthday to you, Katie and Anna! Happy birthday to you, Katie and Anna! Happy birthday! Who sighed? I heard that sigh. (laughs) Might have been me. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) And so we see Avarwin's training at Alpha Lee's coming back. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, thank you everyone for listening, downloading, for subscribing, and uh, and putting up with that ridiculous singing. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, chat room, for being here. Wow, we had so many awesome people in our chat room today, and we really appreciate everyone that came in, weighed in, talked, and uh, and and we just all had a great time. This was a good episode. Thank you so much, especially to um, to my hosts. You guys are great. You did very well. Honestly, you guys did perfectly. And uh, <laughs> I don't have a Hillary Clinton. I should have a Hillary, but I don't. Anyway, take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the force be with you.
Who's on there?